4: T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.
0: Shop in store or online at Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day.
2: This is Baz and Izzy for Breakfast on ECNZ.
5: Good morning, you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ, it's Thursday the 17th of Feb and wow I've got an absolute smile on my dial, I feel so good, it's so good to be here on the airway sharing the mic with the one and only Louis Herman, he's up there in the big smoke, we'll get over to him very very shortly and catch up of how he's been going but today what have we got? Lots going on and huge, huge news coming out of the horse racing world last night's um, day. We're going to touch on that very, very shortly, but right now we're going to talk about who we got coming up. Day one of the first test match at Hagley Oval commences today, and our very own Baz McCullum will be calling it with one of the many world-class voices in cricket commentary, Simon Dill. Dooley will come on sh- on the show to give his predictions after 7 o'clock. That test match starting today, this morning. First session around 9-ish. Uh, 10-ish, I should say, but Baz is on here about 9-ish. And uh, we'll be ripping into it. South Africa v. the Black Caps. It's going to be a fantastic match. We are missing some firepower. Trent Bolt, Kane Williamson and Ross Taylor retiring uh, in the last series against Bangladesh. Um, so that's all ahead of them. Maybe some young guys. Will Young. Devin Conway stepping up big time to to take to fill the voids. Fill the void of those absolute superstars. Following that, we're going to talk some football. The football fans kick off their first match of the She Believes Cup tomorrow against Iceland. We'll chat to we'll chat to defender Abby Ursig about their lead up to tomorrow's match. They also play USA on Monday in the Czech Republic next Thursday. Looking forward to chatting to Abby about their preparations they head towards tomorrow's first match in the She's Believes Cup against Iceland. And then following that, I spoke about it earlier. Sad, sad news. Probabil, the Queen of Cambridge stud, has retired an absolute champion and a queen of racing in our time. Amassing $4.4 in prize money, having 29 starts, 13 wins, 8 placings, and winning, get this, 6 group ones, Two here and four abroad, shoving it right up the Aussies over there. We love seeing a champion Kiwi horse go over there and just fly the Kiwi flag. Ah, those bumblebee colours, black and yellow, flying right around the surround stakes. I watched that video yesterday. She shouldn't have won that. No way she should have won that from second to last, coming around the bend, and then Opie just pulls her out. Imagine that, being on top of Bill and just seeing that open air, and just watching her glide and glide and get the one, get the one right on the line. One of her greats. Anyway, we're going to chat to Brendan and Joe Lindsay of Cambridge Stud, And they are proud home owners and they'll come on the show just after eight o'clock to celebrate the great mayor, the champion of all champions, Probabil, as Probabil has been retired. And no doubt Probabil is going to have some champion and champion foals as of late. So we'll watch that with interest. Um, the great mayor. Anyway, and then to end the show we're going to talk Court Kings and have a little catch up with courtesy of the team at Court Kings with the one and only Tom Abercrombie brought to you by the team at Court Kings so catch up with what's happening over and what the breakers, been a tough old slog for the lads over there, but that's okay we'll just have a wee catch up and see how he's transitioning and tracking his recovery last time we spoke to him last week he was out there actually jogging around on his ankle, so We'll get a wee little update to, from Tom Abercrombie. But anyway, that's enough of me. I hope you're having a great morning so far. Like always, we'd love to hear from you throughout the morning. 8833 on the text line. Or give us a call on the Ken phone line 0800 150 811. There is lots and lots happening throughout the morning. We're going to touch on a bit of Silver Lakes. Uh, the Silver Lakes deal is back up. Can't believe it. Started in 2020 and it's still here in 2022. How? been flying, but anyway, we'll have a chat about that. Going to cross over the team in Auckland. Joe Kez, Louie, Emma, good morning to you all. I hope you've had a great night, and let's rip into the day. Morning, Louie.
3: Uh, Izzy, 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 Izzy. Do you ever, look, and I have had periods in my life where I'm, I've been strange and I've thought strange things. Do you ever wish you were a horse? Sometimes I do. I mean, the prize money they amass, the open air, and um, as of probably, or retired, just to be out having a nice spell in your paddock <laughs> not worrying about um, the the early wake up for track work where your your
5: equipment might be letting you down <laughs> that would- I know I know where you're going with this. I know where you're going with this. Like, have you ever envisioned yourself being an animal? Um, probably not a horse, Louis. Probably not a of If you spoke about amassing all that money, well, let's be honest, they, what do they get? They might get an apple out of it. <laughs> they <laughs> might get a. They might get a nice paddock to go and um have a wee little feast in. Um, yeah, doesn't <laughs> kind of, too enticing to me. But if I was an animal, that's what, a great question. If this one. An animal, what, what about what this? Being
3: what. I
6: reckon, Deg, aka
7: Izzy, aka the bald eagle. <laughs> Ooh,
5: see the bald eagle, eh? See the eagle. You know, you know one thing about the eagle? Predator. Predator, mate. Drop anything. Anything falls out of your pocket, I'll swoop and I eat it. All right. I'm always watching. I'm above. You know. You know, like coaches, yeah, great coaches. They're always like, they're always like, mate. I want to be. Got. I'm in heli- Got to be in helicopter view. You've Got to overlook. Eagle view. And see everything. Eagle view, mate. I see it all. I'll be an eagle. I'll swoop on you, Louie. I reckon swoop you swoop on you today. I reckon <laughs> you
3: would be. That's fair of lies. You reckon you'd be a great eagle. Um Joe would be like Bambi. Like a vulnerable little mm. doe. <laughs>
5: Definitely not a I snack. think Joe's now nah, Joe Joe's um Joe's that little thing off Ice Age, you know, that chases the walnut? <laughs> the acorn? <acle. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, sloth Sid the sloth He said the sloth uh,
3: Just any Any of the characters Do you know that Is that a favourite presentation?
5: Yeah well my nickname When I played yeah. American football Was Bambi Or um, Baby Giraffe But yeah I can definitely See the sloth thing
8: A bit mean But I actually I do see it I have been called said the sloth before So yeah fair to <laughs> him Well
3: done Kiz <laughs> Kiz is like, oh, Kiz is a little bit tricky mm. with Kiz. Eh? He's kind of quiet, unassuming,
5: just kind of sitting. Baby Simba. He might be Baby Simba because he's got you know a little yeah little goatee goatee yeah little know, dingo going on there, but little goatee yeah little dingo little yeah. bingham Something like dingo dingo about you? <laughs> you, hey, I'm just trying
3: to think. You're definitely not a horse. Nah, not. Well, no, not a horse. Maybe a water creature. Something that lives in the, you know, splashes around. I don't know. Otter? An otter? Otter? otter.
5: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, sure. Random chat, random hey, chat no, now. but seriously,
3: is you, you, <laughs> he? Where this started? Probably. Four group ones, the two Caracamillions as well. But the four Group 1s mm. in mm. Australia, I jotted down the horses she bet before. My paper's too far away. But it's horses like Zaki, Behemoth, Arcadia ah. Queen, Funstar, um, Star of mm. the Seas. Like proper Group 1 Australian horses. And, you know, mm. since, since you've been on the show, you would have heard me bang on about the hardest thing to do in New Zealand racing at the moment is take a New Zealand horse, trained, owned, yeah here and win Group 1s regularly in Australia. Melody Bell only did it the once uh, in the Empire Rose, and she won the 14 Group 1s and a lot of them here. I saw Opie Bossen quoted yesterday in the Herald. He said, here's the thing. She was so good that she had to race in Australia. If she raced here, she might have been unbeaten for two years and won 20 Group 1s. And, like, it's a really valid point. You know, she – we can't underestimate Mm. how good – and she goes into the Pantheons. I said it on Twitter – Probably goes into the pantheon as he of our greatest horses. No, she's not necessarily a yeah. sunline or a you know like I'm not getting carried away with it or farlap or anything, but she is truly now one of our great horses and she'll be remembered. And mm. and she was just so distinct with the bumblebee colours and the Saver the bill probably seal the deal. Mm. It was just what
5: a career to follow, eh? Yeah, I loved it, mate. And, and like I'll be honest, like before I came onto the show, I didn't like really follow racing too much i wasn't too involved um but since being on the show and getting a real understanding of not only probably but a lot of horses and trainers and and jockeys around there i've absolutely loved it. and i've been watching her career in such a short time and just seeing what she's able to do and, and we that that race i'll never forget that race in the lead up to that race when she raced zaki and zaki was a dollar two favorite yeah. and we were like just Zaki, Zaki just wins. Zaki just wins. We just wins. So we both load up on Zaki, and probably comes down the side. and just, just edges it out. Edges it out. No oh mate, it was, it was a great race, and and ruined our multi, obviously, but. That aside, we're pretty proud that she's from New Zealand, mate, and those bumblebee colours.
3: Well, actually, uh, yesterday someone someone said, oh, the, B- the BGP lads, they go, oh, what's your favourite memory of Probabil? Because uh, the other thing is Probabil was, I remember, the Karaka Um the Caracamillion two, three-year-old year, year, her three-year-old year, year, we were thinking about seriously loading up, and I think we ended up with almost $100,000 on her. And I remember asking Mm. Paul Richards at the Monday morning track gallop, oh, do you reckon she can carry us? And he said, mate, this filly can carry anyone, don't worry about it, just load up and have a bet. So there's so many memories, and the the boys said, what's your favourite memory of Probabil, or what's she done for you? And I just thought, well, she was the only reason that kept me out of a deep depression when I just stacked it all up on Zaki, If it was any other horse that rolled Zaki,
5: I would have been severely depressed. But because it was her,
3: it was so good.
5: <laughs> yeah, man, I seen I seen that on the BGP page. yesterday. I think they put 50000 50, on um, on probably at dollar ninety five to return ninety seven thousand. Oh, got the BGP boys right up and about, eh? You boys would have been happy with that. Oh. But nah, she she's made so many people proud, and I can't wait to uh, to chat to Brendan and Joe Lindsay, mate, because um, yesterday. Last night when it happened, we're actually going to have TJ Perenaro on at 8 o'clock, but we've shafted him. He's gone tomorrow <laughs> so we can get Brendan and Jay Lindsay on. <laughs> I messaged him. I said, um, hey, Mario, uh, can we chat to you on Friday? We just had um, someone else come in. <laughs> I didn't say why. And he's like, yeah, sweet ass. <laughs> oh, so de- he's till tomorrow. Priorities, but priorities. No, that's
3: good. I mean, that yeah, you know why that's great, Izzy, for a number of reasons, and in particular, because it's an extra interview that Joe doesn't have to, Joe and Karen don't have to try and source mm. themselves. Old Simba and Sloth trying to produce the show <laughs> when I <laughs> depart on my, yeah. my... The Simba and Sloth podcast. That'd be good. That'd, that'd yeah. go all right. Yeah. <laughs>
6: Real
5: good. Oh, mate, you're going, eh? But well-deserved holiday, mate. Honestly, uh, I, I know I've been giving you... But I stuck and I said to the boys, WhatsApp group, we're gonna go minus Bears and then plus minus Louis. It'll be <laughs> just Joe Kiz and myself and Emma out the back and Yeah, but no, you deserve it, man. You've been you've been grinding away. Um, you know, lots of text messages coming through, um, applauding how you've been handling it also. Go have a break, mate. Go have two weeks off and uh enjoy it. What do you well like you going Going to Stewart Island, am I right? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, I've got a yeah, I've got a bit of a tiki tour planned is, but I'm I'm trying with Shannon and me. Desperately don't want to be the people to take COVID to Stewart Island. We are very conscious, and uh, so we're trying to stay as mm. clean and safe as we can before we get there. But I've got a wedding actually in Gibston Valley tomorrow. Um, two of my good friends at, down there. At, uh, is at Peregrine Winery? Yeah, Peregrine Warner. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, Bix and Bree are just two legend Kiwis, and they're tying the knot, so it's probably going to be a <laughs> massive sin tomorrow, if I'm honest. And then actually, we're Philly. Ooh. If I get paid, racing at Ellerslie on Saturday, so it'll have to ba- oh. have to back up for that. Um, and then we're up to Lake Wanaka or to a place, and then down to Stewart Island, and then going to see some family actually in just out in Leithfield, out in North Canterbury, mate. So
5: I'll swing by and we'll have a pizza. Beautiful, mate. Pop in if you're in Christchurch. I'm actually heading to. Uh, Queenstown on Saturday, Saturday if you're still around, I'm heading there oh, I will to be. call the game. Um, Chiefs v. Hollanders Saturday afternoon at Fakatipu Park down there in Queenstown. So yeah, calling the afternoon game down and I'm not calling. I'm on the panel, um, just doing pre-game, halftime, and and post-match. But uh, yeah, heading to Queenstown, bud. So let's we'll um, be around. Well, we'll we have to. Around. Although Queenstown at the moment, they're
3: actually th- I saw that they might even like Queenstown town might shut down because they don't have enough staff. Because so many of the mm. places have had been self, you know, like they've been close contacts, so that so mm. many of the staff have had to go self isolate. Is he? Um, we can talk about it more after the the spell here. But you're about to get back into this, the rugby groove. Are you like? Is it weird after summer? I mean, you don't obviously have mm. to do preseason now, or you probably didn't when you were playing as well, because you're such an established all but you've just turn up on game day. <laughs> but um, like, is it yeah. getting your head back in the rugby rhythm? Are you enjoying it?
5: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah. It does take a little bit. It does take a little bit. Like um, I've, I watched a few of the preseasons games. It was quite good. You could actually um watch them on the YouTube because some of the uh, analysts were were filming it on the sidelines. So I actually watched a wee bit. But it's hard to to get much out of the preseason. You can get an understanding of the structures and and how they're trying to play the shapes they're they're trying to use. But in all rea- reality, like there's gonna be a totally different squad come. Come this weekend is I think the Crusaders are rolling out six All Blacks that are coming back into the fold. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Moody played last week. Braden Enor had a, had another run. George Bridge. So like you're going to expect some some superstars. Oh, I'm really looking forward to it. And and the Crusaders we're going to talk about it later. They they had a tough old preseason. You can't take anything out of preseason. Look, let's be honest. That's why it's called preseason. I don't think I won any of our preseason games. We just always lost them. Don't know why. But um, well, come the season, it's a whole. Different kettle of fish. Is like um, the old
3: thing being a Crusaders mm. fan was like growing up, you, you don't actually it's changed under Razor, but you will remember under the especially mm. under uh, Toddy, it was like you guys would pretty much win maybe half of your games through the first five weeks and then you just go on a massive <laughs> tear and reel off about twelve in a row. That was it, that was like how it worked yeah. for a while.
5: I don't know why it was like that. <laughs> Anyone used to blame us all blacks coming in and just <laughs> <losing>. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Which is fair enough, probably. We're still probably in Gizzy at Rhythm War, But um
3: <laughs>
5: DC <laughs> we, was still yeah. enjoying his summer, Oh, eh? uh, DC, <laughs> DC was on the bloody, on the beach, getting all tanned up. But no, uh, uh, look, I don't know why, but we always started relatively slow, but we always come right, but... I think when Razor come in, it was just, nah, there's none of that. Like, we, we hit the ground running. Because in yep. this competition, in this day and age, you, you can't afford to, to let a few slip, and back then we did. So, um, yeah, we'll, looking forward to ripping in some Super Rugby very, very shortly, Louis. But um, probably all, we'll mate, what an absolute champion. I can't wait to talk, talk to Joe Lindsay and Brendan a bit later on throughout the show and 8 o'clock hour. But, yeah, give us a text, double eight double three. your favourite memories of the great Probabil, did you get paid from Probabil? Did you? Send us your greatest race, the greatest race that you witnessed of the great mayor, Probabil. Anyway, we'll be back shortly. Just take a wee break. You're listening to Bears and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist we ask. Great savings every day.
3: Yeah, you most definitely are. 25 minutes past 6 o'clock. Good to have your company this morning. Uh, yeah, Probabil seals the deal on her racing career. She's off to the breeding barn, Here's a question for you, and we can ask you throughout the morning. Who might she be paired with? If you were Brendan and Joe Lindsay, which Mm. stallion would you be sending Probabil to? There's so many good options out there for her. Um, I'd love to hear from you. Is he overnight, well, last night, actually, New Zealand rugby had a pretty high-powered board meeting, and it looks like (laughs) after years... Silver Lake could be about to happen, even the Silver Lake deal, even though it's diluted, it looks like, and Liam Napier out of the New Zealand Herald here has got the angle, he's always got the inside plugs, he's plugged in old Napes, he he reckons that now it's probably looking like a 5% to a 7.5% deal down from the initial 15 Mm. that was originally pitched and they have to take it to the provincial union. So it sounds like the uh, Players Association is on board with this version of it. They've got themselves yep. more of a slice of the pie or as far as a power and seat at the table. <laughs> so today they have to now, in New Zealand rugby, go to the provincial unions and get their sign-off Although it is expected that during this process, the provincial unions have been severely pissed off by the Players Association (laughs) and there is a chance that the provincial unions aren't going to be unanimously in favour of this like they were of the 15%. What a shambles. This has just gone on and on and on and on. I just want to see it done so we can move on. The game can have an injection of cash and we can all be better off for Mm. it. But it's been a kind of strange old process, hasn't it?
5: It has, mate. It's been strange. Late twenty twenty, this started this this conversations, and twenty twenty one, we went out through the year, and then we obviously have COVID. So there's lots going on. So it just got put on the back burner, but it was still simmering away, simmering away. And then obviously the players' association come through. Players didn't want to be a part of it, like you said. The provincial unions were all for it, and now they've come back. It's an absolute shambles. It's an (laughs) absolute shambles. And seven point five percent stake in nzr commercial rights is about 262 million it is a lot of money it is a lot of money but there's just so many underlying details that i kind of need to know like because there's we know what happened at the start and we're here now and there's been all these changes but we still don't know what's the what are the changes and what are the finer details like where is this money going how much is the provincial unions getting players association, what, what slice of the pie are they getting. Looks so those are the things that we kinda of need to know. But whatever they do, just just get it sorted so we can move forward. I know New Zealand rugby they they had they had a loss twenty twenty of thirty eight million. Twenty twenty one I think they broke even just and then this year at the way this is starting it's not looking like a, a positive kind of outcome for New Zealand rugby as well. So they need to do something. If this is the the way that they're gonna get over the board and get out of the get out of the hole and and go forward, then they've they've got to do it. So yeah, watch this with, with interest, Louis. Yeah. Um, what, what's your stake on it, mate? Like, what what's your gut feel, as a pundit out there? Would you be more for this Silver Lakes, or would you be more for the David Kirk when he went to Forsyth Bar and and sell it to the public? Well, what what's your feel?
3: Look, I'm not an expert in this stuff, but I have a lot of friends that are mm. um, investment bankers and I've got a, a couple of mates that actually have worked around David Kirk before and they just didn't really think that made mm. financial... Vi- that didn't really make sense. Like, they just The deal mm. was just less. Yeah, it might be more patriotic, but and again, I'm not an expert and I can't get stuck in the weeds there. I just thought that the Silver Lake deal in the first instance, you look at sport um, yeah. globally as I tend to do, look at the NBA shirts. They've got logos on them now. Mm. Five years, 10 years ago, mm. if you said that... That, people would go absolutely ballistic. Do people care now? No. Mm. The A-League has sold to Silver Lake. Um, leagues around the world, Six Nations had t- taken a stake. I thought the 15% was minuscule to, compared to what the mana and the still the identity of the All Blacks brand will always have. And I thought we kind of got a bit unnecessarily spooked. Here's a couple more details for you. There's caveats. The caveat still is such of getting maybe 30 to 60 million from, as you talk about, like a New Zealand institutional investor group, like an ACC, KiwiSaver, that sort of thing. That remains on the table, but clearly New Zealand rugby or some in the room don't think that's necessary. And this is the interesting one. Among many of the compromises Liam Napier has in his Herald story, the Players Association is believed to have secured a seat on the Commercial Co board that will be charged with maximising commercial rights, including broadcast, sponsorship, merchandising and future revenue streams, as such as esports, global coaching clinics, I'm sure NFT is coming under that bracket. So essentially, the players have been able to broker themselves another seat at the table, and the te- seat at the table where the game, the future of the commercial side of the game is going. So, well done to Rob Nichol if that is true, and well done to the Players Association. Mm-hmm. Although I'm certain that will ruffle some fe- fe- feathers as well. <laughs>
5: that definitely will, mate. They're all against. It. They're already coming out and getting into these players for having too much say, mate. So um, I'm, I'm going to watch this with interest and then see what's unfolding and. If they have signed it, you spoke about it at the meeting last night. If they have signed it, we'll find out surely throughout the day. But um, great work, Louis. Great little get, and thanks, Liam Napier for always digging deep. He's man, got the and scoops, doing the hard mate. Yards in there. Was he ever sniffing the around scoop you behind this? Oh, mate, he was always sniffing around me, trying to get the scoop out of Dag. But he was actually all right. I don't mind Liam. He was actually a really, really nice guy, and he used to he used to write some pretty solid and honest, um, honest articles. But um. Yeah, it be interesting to see what happens, mate, unfolds. But anyway, we're going to catch up with Emma with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand.
3: Yes, CNZ, 26 and a half minutes away from 7 o'clock. Quizzy Dag before the end of the hour. And we're going to hear from the Sloth and Simba podcast as well. No doubt the boys in the kitchen are cooking up some sort of frittery item for the menu to get on the board right now. Loveracing.nz. Hey, uh, next week. Next week. And I've got this on good authority. The... 10% 10% ownership, share in the thrill of the win. Love Loveracing.nz promotion they've been running. It's going to be announced. So you and your team, if you're vented to get this 10% share and a VIP experience and a or yearling from Karaka, uh, you will want to be plugged all the way in next week because this is a howl of a prize. And you're going to, want to, you're going to want to have your eyes wide open and your ears tuned in to hear if it's you that gets the grouse because um, I would love... 10 more percent in an ownership of a horse that doesn't cost money and it doesn't come around very often at oh yesterday Izzy at Tauranga it's fair to say it was a day for the bookies
5: (laughs) oh <laughs> oh, it's a day for the bookies, mate. Twenty-plus odds, I reckon on all the horses that won. What happened to Cornwallis? Wallace? Oh no, BP.
3: And do you know what? BP's not even here today. He says Pip. He's left. Oh, pip to he's different. lucky. He's not here. He's, he's, he's lucky. <laughs>
5: <laughs> he's very lucky.
3: We all do it, BP, don't worry. Especially on this show. The winner, don't look, (laughs) Ethel, don't look, BP. $24.20, oh dear. And then uh, race seven, call me Evie. Surely was going to love the on-pace nature of it. Nope. Gaglerati at $8 wins the next horse. Hibernia C places at (laughs) $6.50. So there there you go. That's exactly how this sort of stuff goes sometimes, is he? And. Um, we'll reload. There's no racing today on the Thoroughbred fixture. Tomorrow, we're heading to New Plymouth so we, if I get paid, was entered at U Plymouth, but it looks like Jamie's going to give her a crack and roll the dice Saturday at Ellerslie. Now, Saturday at Ellerslie, the markets oh, are
5: open, my boy. You know it. And oh, you know it. I'm hope, having a look now, and it's
3: juicy, isn't it? Well, wow, here's the thing. some horses. Yesterday, they opened the Perfect Pink at $3.50, and I messaged you straight away and said, bro, you got to get mm. some of that. It's not going to last. I hope you punted it. Did you please tell me you punted it? <coughs>
5: I've got no money, Louis.
3: Oh
7: Deggy
5: I know. What's it at now? Three dollars. You've lost fifty cents straight away. Uh, but I don't look, obviously it's a good horse it's a great horse. I'm gonna back it, but it's in a great field. Like field of gold, Tutukaka. um you got Titoki, that's I I reckon it's a good horse too. And then you've got La Creek as well, and it's still three bucks. So everyone must be around the three dollars or three dollar mark, yeah.
3: Mate, here's the thing, Jamie Richards, Opie uh great strike rate, seven starts for two wins, two seconds. It's it's got a reputation now. It's got a profile. When you get Opie riding at fifty four and a half, it's target barrier one. It's one race off its target. It's fit. It just yes. ran a huge race in the Waikato Guineas against the uh, against the pattern of the speed mm-hmm. and the track. Here's a text here from um, Kevin. Louie, Saturday, can't believe the price of Tutakaka, six fifty, and have a look at with all my heart, a certainty beaten last time, drops half a kilo, both Rodell rides, don't mind that, Tutakaka though, mm. I think it's more of a place, a place mm. play, you can have a little each way play here, but again the derby, and Tony Pike will be giving himself as much runway as possible to have Tutakaka ready for the derby, Field of Gold, I thought this was interesting Izzy, Michael McNabb has stayed with Field of Gold, and I'm pretty sure he would have had the choice to ride Tutakaka, so if you're a Field of Gold mm. fan, that's a really that's really good news. Um, okay. Okay. I'll and like, like that. and the other thing that the other race that I saw that was interesting is Babylon Berlin in race number three is back three dollars sixty carrying sixty two kilograms. Can the mare carry sixty two kilograms over twelve hundred meters and win in a good sprinting field? Not too sure, but three dollars sixty is probably enough for me to have a crack. Although she does have a wide draw. But good to see the markets open. There's plenty at nz, where you do all your form and replays and stuff if you're interested in any of these horses. And, um, Louis,
5: yes, is he? You, you, you didn't tell me that OP is run right if I get paid. Yo, <laughs> <laughs> hey, have they? Ever wow, mate. Uh, do you have to dig into the pocket to get old Opie on, or what, <laughs> mate?
3: Stable rider. Hey, nothing Opie wants oh. to do more than don the BGP black and white. Uh, he's he's oh, heard the chance. Good. Imagine if we salute with Opie. <laughs> um, barrier three. Her her first. If it wasn't bad at all, you know she was in a really good field. Mm. A lot of those horses went on to the the Karaka This is an easier field. Go on, Opie.
5: Go on, Opie. If I get paid into into get this, if you remember this, Baldara, Baldara, in Race Two, Baldara, Race Two, Barrier Eight, Lethenous is the ride. Tough um, ask. What you, <laughs> Tough ask. But mate, won well last time, paying seven bucks, and I missed it, and you picked <laughs> it, and I was so broke. Oh, I was gutted. Oh.
3: Oh, this is a good yeah. field, actually. Um, bonnie last qu- Quattro Quinta, but then obviously finishing on the perfect pink—that's what you'll do, is he?
5: So you're not you're not as confident as last time with Baldara.
3: Nah, definitely not. I actually I don't I don't think. <laughs> no, no, no. Seriously, I can't. This is where you don't have to pump with your heart all the time. The field is completely okay. different. It's um, different definitely a different class. Quattro Quinta coming back is gonna to be tough to roll. And I think Bonnie Lass, oh she's look, that would be my top selection. She's already five fifty into four twenty. So I think Baldara can run a really nice top three potentially. Um, but it's a big ask mm. to expect her to win here. Three in a row. Not many horses win three races in a row.
5: Yep, that's beautiful, it. Beautiful, beautiful. I'll listen. I'll listen to you, mate.
3: Thanks, Izzy. And um, there's one more text here from Kevin on Probably, I just wanted to get to quickly, bro. Morning. Probably just wanted to win. When it hit the straight, it's headed put it's headed, pushed hard into the bridle and just let go. Would have won so much more cash, mm. except for rain affected tracks. Kevin, you're bang on. She's a star, she's a darling, she's our queen. And after eight o'clock, well, we've got a big super cut. We've got a we've we've done a bunch of editing. We've got a super cut of all her best wins. We're gonna play that into Brendan and Joe Lindsay after eight AM. It's twenty minutes to eight o'clock clock after this 0800 1508 11 come on. come on run it out of the 22 straight at him at his weak shoulder have a crack quizzy dag after this
7: <laughs>
8: it's quizzy dag with ashley and martin regrow your hair search ashley and martin today
5: you know what time it is, it's Quizzy Dag. A quiz that keeps on giving like I skip a pass. Louis, Trudy, cares and Joe not wants to brag. But good luck to our quizzes cause this ain't in the bag. Oh 800 150 811 now. Give it a go. whoa, Good morning. It's time for a Quizzy Dag, Your chance to win the fifty dollars TAB bonus bet. You could probably put it on Balthara. If I get paid, it's a perfect <laughs> thing, hey? <laughs> no, I'm only joking. Don't go with your. Or heart. am I? Go with your head, or don't. Oh, I don't know, Louis. Louis, find a friend today, or what? It's a tough quiz, so we'll see how we go. <sighs> we'll see if we all need right. one. You might have a find a friend. All right. I want to see Louis rhyme rhyme a few of these. Anyway, we're going to go to Callum in the West Coast. West Auckland, I should say. Callum, good morning.
2: Morning, guys. How you going?
5: Very good, Callum. Very, very good. We'll rip straight into it, bud. Good luck. Which Kiwi athlete's father can't stop swearing on live TV? Uh, I've
9: got no idea about that one.
2: phone a friend new oh. No, a no, no, no way. Oh. How to get out of it, Cal. Move on. Next. <laughs>
5: <laughs> sorry, Cal, bud. Sorry, Cal. Luke, today. this one's so easy. Where you been? Luke, good morning. Hello. Good morning. How are you? Hello. Morning, morning. Which Kiwi athlete's father can't stop swearing on live TV?
9: Zoe <laughs> Sadowski, said
5: that. You're yeah. right. Beautiful, beautiful. Here we go, question number two. Manchester City ran wild on Sporting Lisbon in their Champions League knockout game yesterday, beating them 5-0. How many times have City won the Champions League? Five. Four. Three. Three. Sorry, Luke. It's not three, but Thank you. Have a good day. We're going to go to Brenton. Morning, Brenton. How are bro? Yeah, good, brother. Manchester, Manchester City brother. ran wild on Sporting Lisbon in their Champions League knockout game yesterday, beating them 5-0. How many times have City won the Champions League? Uh, I don't
3: know.
5: I mean, can we get a phone print on that one? Four. Four. Nah. Three, <laughs> two, <laughs> one. Okay, have I'll,
10: a guess. I'll guess.
5: I'll guess Four. <laughs> Four, no, go it's the not other four way. Four, Brenton, go the other it's way. Not four, Brenton. Sorry, brother. Have a good day, Brett. Kazi, oh, Brett. Morning,
10: the good morning, <laughs> Morning, my brother. Bro. How are you? I don't know that one either. So I'll have a guess
5: and go for one. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, Brett. <laughs> have a good day, brother. Thank you. We're gonna go to Simon in Auckland. There you going? Hey, sorry si, How many times has City won the Champions League?
2: Is it just once? <laughs>
10: mm.
5: No, no, it's not one. It's not once. Sorry, brother. Okay. Have a good day. Okay. All right, Tim, Tim. Tim, it's
3: not one. Okay, it's not one. But it's it's like this.
5: Ooh, oh, that's so close. Tim. Yeah. It's Tim and Krychich. Oh. Yeah, it's two. <laughs> okay. Alright, well sorry. <laughs> it's not two. It's not two. Reed. We're gonna go to get a Reed and Gore. You get
10: have
5: they not won one at
0: all.
5: There! <laughs> Beautiful. They haven't won at all. They've won it zero times. There you go. We're gonna to go to question number three now. Tor Fern and NCAA. NCAA basketball star, Charlie Sleague Walker. Has become a top 10 finalist in the prestigious Anne Myers Drysdale Award, which is awarded to the best player in which position? Oh,
3: uh.
5: Oh.
3: I'll say, um.
5: Coaching. Two. Oh. Wait, no, it's not coaching.
3: Oh should, should we give him another give him another crack of that, is he? Surely like it's a playing what you're, you're cool. It's
5: a it's a position, position, playing position on the basketball. Good playing
1: ball. position. Oh yep. shit, I'm not not much of a oh. basketball boys girl, it's a way better
5: of a hunt. Ooting Rad. Shooting <sighs> Yeah. What's the other one? Rad. <laughs> <that a> <sighs> <laughs> Ooting Rad. Ooting Rad. <laughs> oh sorry, Reed. Have a good day, brother. Alright, we're gonna to go to Chris in Morrinsville. Chris! Thank MJ. Yeah,
2: shooting guard.
5: Chris. Shooting guard. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you. Question number four. Who was the first try scorer in Warriors history? <laughs> <It's a> tough <laughs> Tyler? <laughs> this is tough. <laughs> hey. Tyler? No. No, sorry. We're going to go to Jade. Jade and Hamilton. I'm prepared to do a phone a friend here as well. Phone a friend for this one, Jade. Who was the first try scorer for the Warriors in history? Uh,
1: we'll go phone a friend,
5: eh? Uh, Hill okay, Lake. Billy. Rhymes with Hill
3: Lake. It's pretty obscure to be fair.
5: Five, three. Sean Hoppy!
7: <laughs>
5: <laughs> it's not Sean Hoppy. Sorry. Sorry, Jade. This is tough. This is tough. kids. good on you. Good on you. Mark and Christish. Mark, morning. <laughs> There you go, boys. i was still <laughs> laughing at that. <laughs>
6: <laughs> oh god, Phil Blake, Phil
5: Blake, Phil Blake, <laughs> Phil Blake, beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> how many question five? How many Group One races did Probabil win?
4: Oh god,
9: no phone a friend out. <laughs> no. Nah. Fairs would go it's between this
5: and that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he would too. You're <laughs> right, Mark. You're right. It's uh, it's 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 under five. Under five. Four <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Yes, Marky. <laughs> well, mate, he had four, three, two, one. Oh, I as it was under five. not <laughs> saying in between six and four. Six oh, of oh, 4 what a five. And, what a five and three. Oh, one of the greats. Well done, Mark. Thanks, brother. Cheers, boys. <laughs> that is sensational,
3: Izzy. <laughs> that is so good. No happy with your hair loss. Make today your turning point. Search Ashley and Martin online today. What a quiz. Phone of friend's and uh, it's under, it's betweens and no bears. We still dragged it out for about 10 minutes. Back after this before we get to the top of the hour. On the other side, it'll be Dooley after the news.
0: Shop in-store or online at Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day.
2: You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Yeah, Coming up to the
3: 7 o'clock news, it's great to have your company. 17th of February 2022, so much going on in the sporting world. How good was it to see young Ben Barclay last night in the Olympics yesterday, Arvo? Uh, at the top of his mark... On the third run, where he needed to lay a run, he just and he said afterwards, he said, "I I desperately want to put a score up here, but I was just standing there and I thought to myself." How incredible was this? I'm at the Winter Olympics about to drop in on the soap park, and, and he just had the most unbelievable perspective. What a kid. Congratulations to the Barclay family. You got yourself a ripper there. Super Rugby Tipping is here because Super Rugby starts this weekend and we are fired up. So go on and register now at tipping.scnzradio.nz for your chance to win weekly prizes and a massive Samsung 65-inch daggy-sized for the season's top tipper. Smith City stoked to support Super Rugby Aotearoa. Sign up now. We're going to talk later on. I'm going to put the question I like to put to every one of my radio co-hosts, as Super Rugby beckons, Crusaders or the field, to and see what he's got, he knows how they operate, Razor, mate, we just love rugby eh. Yeah, you do. You love it, Razor. So we'll talk a bit about that, but Dooley, you're going to preview the cricket with us. And I've got an interesting set of odds I want to give you from tab.co.nz as well. In the meantime, I'm going to off to find a McCafe coffee. Here's Emma with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand.
0: Shop in-store or online at Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day.
2: This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ.
5: Good morning, you're listening to Baz and Izzy for Breakfast on SENZ. It's just after 7 o'clock here on Baz and Izzy for Breakfast. It's Thursday, the 17th of February. Thank you Emma for the news, good little update on what's happening around the world. Yep, the Black Caps, they are starting today. They're big, big task ahead of them up against a quality South Africa side who we have traditionally struggled against over the past years, they've always bought a strong outfit. I remember going to their games back in the day. McLean, McLean Park, Alan Donald, Lance Klusner, Jax Cullis, the late Hansi Kronje, oh, many, many superstars. Uh, who else was it? Was it uh, John T. Rhodes, the greatest fielder of all time. How good. The absolute superstars and my favourite bowler of all time, Makaya Intini. Makaya Intini. I'm going to talk to Dooley about Makaya, but shortly we're going to cross over and have a wee chat to Simon Dool. He's down here in Christchurch, just in isolation, so we'll have a wee chat to him uh, about what he predicts going into the Black Caps that are starting today, day one. Anyway, we're going to talk a bit of football later in the hour. We're going to talk to Abby Ursig. She is a uh, defender for the white uh, for the football ferns, I should say, and they're t- they're starting their campaign tomorrow. They are taking on Iceland. In the She Believes Cup, and we're going to have a chat to her about the preparation leading into that. They also played the USA on Monday and Czech Republic next Tuesday as well. And then later off in the eight o'clock hour, we're going to dedicate pretty much the first half of the eight o'clock hour to the great, the one, the Probabil, the Queen of Cambridge Stud has retired an absolute champion and queen of racing in our time, amassing four point three million dollars in prize money, having twenty nine start, thirteen wins. Well, wow, she won a couple of group ones here in New Zealand, then she went over to Australia and blitzed them and four of them over there in, wow, convincing fashion. And then, wow, Louis touched on it as well. He, she bet some absolute superstars over in Australia. It's okay to win a couple here, but you've got to go test yourself against the best. And she did that. She went over, and she is a proven, proven racehorse. She's going to come home, and like Emma said, she's going to breed some million-dollar foals. How good. Then later on, we're going to talk to Tom Abercrombie, ...for a Cork Kings catch-up. But right now we're time to talk some cricket... ...because it is starting today. Day one down here in Garden City. Well, the weather's not too bad. Slightly overcast. Uh, be good for the swing bowlers. Nice green wicket after having so much rain down here. I'm sure the bowlers, the seamers... ...and Dooley will be out to of touch on the day in February. The Black Caps start their marquee series of the summer... ...against the excellent test outfit in South Africa. We know the record against the Proteas is thin... And we know this version of the Black caps 11 is an, is as unsettled as it has been for a long time, but do they still have the residual residual class of world class world Test champions to be able to salute on their own pitch? We shall see one man who'll be watching along the very intrigued and very intrigued is the great Simon Dool, who believe it or not, we find today back in New Zealand, he's in isolation and he's kindly found some time to join us while he's probably still in bed, resting up, just about to get his breakfast delivered to his door. Morning, Dolly. How are you, brother?
4: I'm good, mate. How are you? <laughs> oh, I'm,
10: I'm very good, Seriously. mate. <laughs> it's, uh, it's <laughs> How's coming, isolation? It's How are you doing?
4: It's, yeah, it's coming in a paper <laughs> bag very shortly, I would imagine. Um, it, it's always <sighs> it's been a bit of cold breakfast every morning, whether we've had cold bacon, egg pie or... Uh, I had some cold pancakes <laughs> the other day. Anyway, um, look, I'm not going to
5: complain too much, mate. I've got a spot. i got home. Uh, and, um, well, it's about time yeah, we I'm get rid of, of that, go. eh? COVID's it's everywhere it's here. We've got get to rid go. of it. We don't need it. <laughs> got
4: to go.
5: <laughs> oh, mate. Oh, anyway, well, you, you're going to be in ISO, and day one starts today for the test matches. And uh I want to talk to you, mate. What's, what's your expectations and predictions leading into this test match? Well, traditionally, we've found... Pretty tough to play South Africa. They've always challenged us. It's, it's a huge challenge for this place, cap side.
4: Yeah, we haven't beaten them in a series, which is is the one concerning factor. Mm. But um, I mean, we're always we're always very very good at home. We have been uh, of you know probably the last five six seven years we have been exceptionally good at home. I heard your mm. little build up there, and obviously without Williamson, with Taylor retired, with Trent Bolt the way on paternity leave Um, you know Mm. it's a very different looking side it's a side without I I think we have to go back Izzy to Mm. 2008 14 Mm. years ago and 117 test matches since New Zealand have played a test without either Williamson Taylor or Bolt so it's it's wow. a long, long time since, since those guys have uh, not played a test at some stage through that, um, through that era. So, look, we're, we're up, we're, I don't say we're up against it. I, I think it's a, it's a series that should be very, very competitive. New Zealand go in with, it just depends on their side, I think. today I just don't mm. like the fact that they look like they're going to go in with six seam bowlers. It, it looks like they'll leave mm. Rush and Ravindra out. And, and I just don't know whether that's the way to go. Um, if they de Grandom and Mitchell, they've got two very decent um, medium pace bowlers there. So they don't need to play Matt Henry, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, they can go in with Wagner, Southie, Jameson and Ravindra and then use Grandom and Mitchell. So that would be the way I'd go. I just don't know whether they will do that. And, um, you know, South Africa, having lost Deegan Peterson after that Indian series, he was incredibly um, good for them. And that, that sort of seemed like they finally found a number three that was... A seriously good player. Um, and now, I'm thinking that um, Erway, Sir Eruwe will have to bat three for them in this test match, which just leaves a little bit of a hole for them. So, you know, both sides without a couple of key players, but um, New Zealand at home should still just, I think, just have the advantage.
5: The weather's been pretty atrocious down here, Dilly. so the, yeah, the pitch has been under the covers, germinating, you know. Do you think that's a, that's a factor to why they're heading towards the Matt Henry? The pitch is going to be seeming quite a lot at the start. And is a toss. is the toss. It's always it's been vital, particularly in India and in, in those series over there. The toss was key to, to winning the series or winning the Test match. Do you, reckon, do you think the toss is, is vital in this Test match?
4: toss is always quite a key um, in New Zealand conditions. Um New mm. Zealand players do know how to bat on it a lot better than the opposition though, in general terms if they have to bat first. The likes of Latham, Will Young. You know, they've got a, just more used to it, oh. I think, um, in, mm. in those sorts of conditions. But it will be bowler friendly. You, you just know it. I mean, you know, I got here on well, I'm out today, I'm allowed out today. It's day seven today, Auntie Cindy's letting me <laughs> out early. I was supposed to do ten days and I'm out <laughs> seven. But um uh yeah, so well, I think it rained for the She's first Auntie. four days I got here. Is that right? First four days i yeah. here at rain. Yes. So um, it's, it's going to be green. It's going to be fresh. But I just, I'm i always a believer that if look four seamers, you know, three seamers can't do it, why can four? But New Zealand are going to go in with six seamers, potentially six seamers. Mm. And, and Daryl Mitchell was not the worst on these sorts of conditions. Colin DeGrona, we know what he can do in these conditions. So to me, mm. they just need a point of difference. And that's why I would, I would say Ravindra just still has to play and it'll be sentimental, or well, not sentimental, but there'll be a little bit around, okay, we've got to pick Matt Henry, his home his ground, but he's only got one wicket there in two test matches, and averages 200 with the ball. So, you know, he's played two yeah. test matches at Christchurch and got one wicket. It's not like he's a horses-for-courses type player, which I know yeah. um, Eric said is a, a big sort of proponent of. Um, so just, you know, as I say, it'll be it'll surprise me if they go with Ravindra. I think they will just take the safe route, but it's just... It's not the smart route. I don't think if they, if they go with Matt Henry and, and that's just, you know, mm. again, it's just an opinion and, and we're all, we're all allowed one, I suppose, but they'll, uh They'll, they'll yeah, probably ignore mine Love
5: it
3: Dooley Dooley Louie here It's so good <laughs> to have your dulcet tones Back in the country mate It feels like it's been forever You're pretty much are you, Do you still pay tax in New Zealand Or are you, you pretty much just you, you, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a resident of
4: Dubai now Louie So uh, I've got my residency <laughs> And everything up in Dubai And that, that's, that's home for me now brother Oh is so, it really? Um, I'm, I'm, oh. Yeah 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 yeah. King you know, of made, Dubai made yeah, I'm only here
5: to do the uh, women's World Cup. So oh, they uh, only drive, they reason. only drive Maseratis, McLarens, <laughs> and, and Ferraris over there. What do you, if you drive one of those, would you? I could pitch you in one of those.
4: Uh, Lamborghinis, mate. They, they drive over there
5: too. Oh.
3: <laughs> necklace, necklace on, shirt unbuttoned. You can just picture it, can't you? Do um, it, soo- it sounds like, bro. It sounds like, um, and, and you know, there's no room for sentiment in this squad because Ajaz Patel took tenfer and couldn't get a look at the test squad, and then the wicket started turning. So you know that there's there's no room for that. Yeah. But you you almost sound like if he didn't have this calf niggle, you'd have him in the side. Or do you like Ratch and Ravinder because he can just do that bit of extra with the bat
4: I just would I would be there in a heartbeat Uh, he he would definitely Mm. be in the side and I know you know I know that spinners don't bowl a lot that at Christchurch I know that spinners don't bowl a huge amount in New Zealand but it just offers you that point of difference and if as I say with the fact that you've got de condom and Mitchell anyway they're guaranteed to you know to play I just don't see that six seam bowlers um, five of which are right arm um, are going to do any, any sort of do anything different. So you need that point of difference. And that's why we just have Ravirdre in there just to do something. You know. M- Maharaj is going to play. I mean, he's been one of South Africa's better bowlers, Kishab Maharaj. Might not bowl a lot in the first innings if they win the toss, but he's still going to play because he is one of their better bowlers. And that's kind of the, the, the route I would go down.
5: Beautiful, beautiful. I'm, I totally agree. I think AJ's Patel, there's a bit of a debate yesterday, and I put it out there. Look, I'm, and they're not in the same category, let's be honest. But I said Daniel Vittori, whether it was a turning wicket or just an absolute flat track that just didn't do anything. Not that Vittori yeah. uh, turns it, apparently, Bears used to say. Um, but he'd always be in the side. He'd always be in the side. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, the side. I, so I just feel like AJ
4: yeah.
5: has got to that situation he always where he's. A, he's, he's,
4: he's it wasn't always a big turner of the ball, but he could get guys out with flight and pace and and all of those mm. things. And yes, he turned himself into a quality batsman. I think in the end he probably got mm. half a dozen, I think six Test match hundreds, uh, which which certainly yeah. made him a genuine all rounder. But um, you know, we're, we're, there's enough batting in that New Zealand lineup, I think, um, mm. to to go with a Jazz in every Test match. It just it, it doesn't seem to me to make sense if the likes of Mitchell De Grandhomme are going to play again then it doesn't make sense to not have a spin bowling option in there. But, um, yeah, time will tell, mate, and you know, they'll, they'll make their decisions around about 10 o'clock this morning, I suppose, and uh, and we'll all sit back and watch and hope for the best.
5: Yeah, beautiful. I can't wait, mate. Quickly, uh, the new phase for the Black Cats post Roscoe Ross Taylor's gone, and we've got a new phase now. We've got Den- uh, Will Young. He's played outstanding in the provincial competition in New Zealand, scoring a couple of hundreds for CD. You've got Devon Conway. Who are you? Are you expecting those guys to really stamp their mark in this black cap side? Oh, I
4: think we'll see the best of, of Devon Conway in the next two to three years to come. Um, look, he, he just mm. he oozes quality. Um, I really like Will Young. Um, just to, the fact that he's come into it at a later age, he's had a lot of experience. He's been to county cricket. He's mm. had so much first-class experience in New Zealand. Um, He's a really talented operator. He's waited a long, long time to get his opportunity. He's doing well. So, you know, a top four that looks like Batham, um, Young, Conway, Williamson, Williamson, Conway, um, is going to hold New Zealand in very good stead for the next um, three, four, five years, I think. And, you know, if Nichols can continue to uh, impress and improve, um, you know, Mitchell and and DeGrandon fight out that sort of number six spot, Uh, I think it's, um, you know, it it bodes well. We're just going to find... That next tier of bowlers, um, I think, to to come yep. through. Um, you know, Bolt, Sally are not going to be around forever, but they've still got a few more years to go yet. Particularly Trent Bolt, I think. So we're just looking at that next tier of bowlers, I suppose, to follow on from uh, from the Kyle Jameson's
3: Dooley, no doubt you would have had your finger on the pulse of the uh, IPL auction. I know you love that stuff. Baz was working through the night. Then he came here. And he turned up and he, he battled through. He's off down calling the test um, in Christchurch as, as we speak or about to. What did you make of KKR? Did they do a good enough job? I think when we asked Baz about it, he said no, it didn't go to plan, but we were happy. So <laughs> is that how you saw it? <laughs> hey,
4: look, can I can I just say it, though? i 've not spoken to one of the owners or the coaches, and we, I did the shows i did I worked from six p m to six a m um, both nights uh, from my hotel room um, going back to back to india i didn 't speak to one of the coaches or owners that said they weren 't happy, so they all lie
7: they
4: that's the first, the first thing the all right Nothing goes to plan in those situations at all i didn 't think they had a great day the first day i didn 't think they had a great day the first day they were obviously real keen on buying those two key players, the two marquee players on day number one. But they just went into day number two without hardly any money, and they struggled to to sort of knit together a team. I do now think they've got a very good 11, but much like last year, Mm. I just worry if they have an injury or two, I worry a little bit about them. I worry if they lose an Andre Russell. I worry if, you know, if Narayan's not sort of up to scratch, although he he just bashed a 13-ball 50 overnight. I don't know whether your boys caught up with that. Um, Bangladesh Premier League on the line with a 13-ball 50, what? Um, just yeah, just this morning. So I think it's the I think he's the third or fourth to do it in the history of the game, um, alongside oh, so Gale and maybe Yuvraj and one other. So um, <laughs> look, uh, yeah, as I say, I think that he um, ended up with a, a, a very solid 11, maybe 12. I, I just worry if they have a couple of key injuries to key players and um, and their top order. You know they had worries for their top order last year. I just think that if they don't quite find Benkertish, I doesn't have a massive year, in Nitish Rana, I just worry about them a little bit. But um, hey, you know that's Baz's job. He's got to coach them and get the best out of them. <laughs> he, well,
5: he never lets it out, old Baz. He never show, shows if he's uh, a bit disappointed or he's a bit happy. He just keeps his, <laughs> keeps it intact, keeps it all in balance. Well, he's clearly, so he's he never shows quite any weakness.
4: <laughs> I tell you, he is disappointed because I messaged, I messaged Stephen Fleming and I messaged Baz straight after the auction. And we'd yeah. done the show. And I yeah. said, uh, "I said, how you going, mate? You happy with what you've got? Fleming replied and said, look, look, didn't all go to plan, but we're pretty happy with our squad. I still haven't heard from Baz. <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Scream! Oh, Baz! <laughs> did,
5: did you message him on WhatsApp? Because you can actually see when they're last online and if they've seen the message, too? Yeah. yeah, I did. <laughs> oh, I did. So he's... <laughs> Has he seen it? Has he seen it? He's just he's just blanked me. Oh, me. And now you're on his show. Oh, oh no! Well. <laughs> well, get up, Chennai. Get up, Chennai. Back to back to back. <laughs> oh, quickly! Oh, Dolly, quickly. We're going to let you go really, really shortly. Really, really shortly. Just uh, predictance. how do you see this this little test series unfolding in these couple of weeks? Two back to back tests wow. at Hagley.
4: I think, um, look, I, I can see the first test, um, win the toss, win the test match, uh, win the toss and bowl mm-hmm. first, win the test match. Just with, as you talked about the weather down here, I've just looked out the window as well, as and as you said, it, it's, it's a little bit dark and grey and overcast today. You want it to be a little bit warmer to, to sort of swing that ball around. So I can see the first test, win the toss, win the, win the match, if You bowl first, and um, whoever wins the first one will lose the second one. So one or.
5: Beautiful. One all. Predictions from the great Simon Dole. Dooley, if you get stuck, mate, and you want to go for a game of golf at Clearwater, flick me a message. I will never screen you, mate. I will never
10: screen you. All right? Flick <laughs> me a message and we'll have a golf. Yeah, at
4: least there's one good bloke on the show. Or two, actually, with Louis. Ah, oh, cheers, Dooley.
5: <laughs> there you go. Simon Dooley, absolute champion and uh, cricketing Wow, commentator, the voice of cricket. I reckon he is everywhere over in Dubai rolling around in his Lamborghini. Thanks very much, brother. Have a good day. Uh, We'll be coming back shortly with just some more cricket chat leading into this test series. The Black Caps versus South Africa. Day one at Hagley over and our very own Baz McCullum is calling it. Sad Actually, you're listening to Baz. And, <laughs> <laughs> no, sad Baz. You're listening to Baz. Wow, he doesn't really listen. He doesn't text back. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to the Kevist Warehouse. Great savings every day.
2: You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ.
5: You most
3: certainly are. 25 minutes past 7 o'clock. Dooley. Uh, great to catch up with Dooley. And isn't that interesting? He's actually taken up residence in Dubai, is he? I mean, he spends so much time overseas. <laughs> Probably makes sense. Well, obviously it obviously does.
5: Yeah. Yeah, it does. Hundred percent. Have you been to Dubai, mate? It's probably <laughs> one of the most fascinating city, countries, whatever in the world. It is mind blowing. I played sevens there in two thousand and eight. I think it was at the start of start of the uh, end of the year. So it was like about December, November. Stinking hot, but, mate, everywhere you look, just money everywhere. Money everywhere. And that was at the start <laughs> when they were actually building They were building that palm island. They were raising the sand up and made it into, making it into a palm tree and, and creating that little residential area where they put buildings. And, mate... It, <sighs> It was the most fascinating thing. There's just so much money there. You can see why Dooley's there. 100%. He's got too much money.
3: Uh, <laughs> Dooley Dolly, goes good, eh? It was great to catch up with him. And um, yeah, interesting to, see, to hear what he thought about the IPL as well. I mean, he's a completely objective view outside just covering the competition. So that was great to get mm. his, his analysis there. Hey, Izzy, there's a couple of good texts here that got me thinking. Um, One is I feel like this could be the return of the young guns for the black caps and they could do something special like 92. 90- at, like in 19 I don't mind that and it is. It isn't like we're throwing a bunch of young guys out there with no backbone mm. there's still Tom Latham there's Henry Nichols there's There's Tim, Tim Sour there's Neil Wagner there's guys that have been around for a while and this other one morning guys test cricket power play tip 10 maidens to be bowled in the first session playing $10 that would suggest that the bull would have to be doing a lot of work which we think it will be and duly pointed that out to us there's a couple of bets I want to run by you including that one Izzy and my first is head to head South Africa $3.60 Brendan Popwell's been telling us for two days the money keeps coming for South Africa. So I'm just said it's pretty much who wins the toss is going to win the test. So if you've got the black caps at $1.75 and South Africa at $3.60, well, the obvious bet is $3.60 South Africa because that's way overs, (laughs) is it not?
5: That is, that is. You know, uh, look, that's why I'm a terrible punter, you know, because I always go off my heart, and, and my heart is telling me I want the Black Caps to win. But then Dooley comes on and the experts and bears and saying, and everyone's saying that, you know, this is a tough side. And they are. South Africa, we've always, we've never won a series against them. So, do you go off your head. $3. $3.60. That is juicy odds. Yes. And, I'm, and and Brendan said that's getting punter. Why is it not coming in?
3: Because well, obviously the black caps are being punted as well some of that patriotic cash, some mm-hmm. of that cash that you like to spend. So <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's um, but the 360, because oh, here's the thing, the drawer at $4, take that out, unless it rains, which it could, but yep. take that out for, this, for all purposes. So essentially you're getting New Zealand at $1.75 or South Africa at $3.60. I think a lot of us think that, um, if anything, South Africa might even have the wood, especially if they win the toss. The next one, the next power play I'd like to run by is: is first session, any two players out, caught by the wicketkeeper, $3. This ball is going to be A, hooping, B, the Both sides have really strong bowling attacks, probably their strength. I can see people schnicking off in the first session and I can see the keepers heavily involved.
5: <laughs> what? That's a great... How many so how many overs in the first session? I think it's about twenty. Twenty. Yeah, twenty. Um, mate, that's a great bet. That's a great bet. We've we've heard from Neil Wagner yesterday saying that the green it's a green seamer. So whoever wins the toss is gonna be outstanding. they've both got f- great seam bowlers. Um yeah, I'm. I reckon that's a great bet. Mate. I mean, they'll be punted in surely.
3: this is this is gonna be awesome is he like this is a proper test series in proper condition Mm. like testing conditions Uh, i'm just talking to Dooley yesterday talking to wags baz before that like i'm actually starting to fizz for this like get
5: really fired up louie Louis, Louis, are you are you a big sports better though like for me like i i love punting on the horses and i love horses because you know it happens Right there and then, you're not waiting a week to, to watch this 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 game and throughout the entire match. Are you a big sport punter?
3: See, I used to be and then I got into the horses yeah. and then I can't justify the odds. So it's like yeah. why would I take yeah, the same. black caps at a dollar seventy five where I can take mm. I could find you something um that granted might not win, but something in a seven horse race mm. that you know, it's been punted from two twenty to a dollar seventy five. One is not the same to me. Uh, so that kind of uh, I've pumped the brakes on it a wee bit. When I see something though, like South Africa at three sixty, I'll be having a bet on that. And and I'm uh, sorry, you might say I'm a terrible New Zealander, but
5: I will be. Yeah, yeah. Nah, I'm the same, mate. I'm the same. I just punt on the horses. It's done there and then. And oh, I just think there's so much more adrenaline involved, and lots more, lots more happening, and a bit more enjoyable, uh, Louis. So I'll just stick to the horses, and you know I'm going to have a punt on the on the sports. There you go. There's Louis' little cricket. Little TAB. We've got a little text here. Where the hell's Bears Boys? <laughs> he disappears more often than my TAB balance. Oh, that is a no name. Unknown Texer. Look, he's calling the test match. He's in Christchurch. He's down here in the Garden City. He is calling the test match. South Africa versus Black Caps. He's got two jobs. He's pretty much got three it's jobs. Got three. He does that. Maybe four. He does the IPL. He does this, and he's a father and a husband. So he's pretty, pretty pretty busy, is our skip. But anyway, we'll cap back soon, shortly. And Louis is going to give us a little news update after Emma with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand.
3: Yeah, CNZ, 26 minutes away from 8. We're going to talk some football shortly with Abi out of the football ferns. Probably with Brendan and Joe after 8 o'clock. Double eight, double three, or the Kennards High phone line, 800 150 to give us a call. Zade's come through. Morning, Louie and Izzy. Uh, Zade here. I've put some money on Devon Conway, top run scorer for New Zealand. And what a turnaround from the Wellington Phoenix. Great win last night, now fifth spot, and we're a we bottom a few weeks ago. Zade. Great cool, Unreal win against Brisbane. And um, look, this team, they have done a hell of a job, Ufuk Tule and his staff, to get this team from multiple COVID cases, climbing the ladder now, and really contending for not just a playoff spot, but a a prominent spot on the ladder, which is going to do them so much good heading into the run home for the A-League season. Staying with some football news, the Champions League Playoff stages, knockout stages roll on today into Liverpool at 9am. Villarreal, Juve, Chelsea, Losk, we got Salzburg, Bayern. So many good football games in Europe to sink your teeth into. And um, look, another story that popped up in in Emma's uh, news that I just wanted to touch on, I spoke about it on Smithy's show, but look, Sir Mark Todd's story, temporary losing his training license for the video that's going around of him hitting a horse. Uh, trying to get through a water feature in an equestrian track um, look I know Samark Mark said that it was an isolated event, I don't believe him to be honest, I don't think that there just happened to be a camera rolling the one time he did it, I thought it was disgusting and disgraceful so it's good to see him lose his training licence we're not going to throw all of the good work Samark Mark Todd's done for New Zealand out we're not going to throw him out with the bath water but I think there needs to be some serious questions asked here, and he needs to ask them of himself as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, as a horse lover, and, and he is a horse lover, I'm not saying he's not, but as someone who, you know, really respects these animals, and I know so many people listening will feel the same, it's, yeah, it was really disheartening to see. So um, good that action's been taken, and we'll see where that story leads to. But we don't want to be on a cheery note. Not today, is he? We don't want to be in a cheery note because today it's a special day, for
2: One of our team
7: Happy birthday
3: to you Happy birthday to, you. to, Happy you. birthday to you. Young Simba Young Kieran Is 20 it? on oh. the nose The round number Kiz Kids. Kiz Kids. Kids. Oh. Happy birthday
8: Goodness. brother Yeah cheers brothers. Looking forward birthday. to it Looking forward to it Bit weird out but, of the uh, teens Technically can't say something teen anymore, <laughs> just twenty. But but uh, life goes fast, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, 20. sort of hidden it's 20, me now. Twenty, mate. Yeah, stood up, my You're back a was pup. sore.
5: Oh,
0: jeez. Get in there, the knees were cracking.
8: So, what, oh,
5: 20 and a sore back? Mate, I'm getting yeah, up there, pup. dagger. Yeah, carrying Joe. <laughs> oh, almost. Oh, <laughs> No, no, definitely not,
8: definitely not. No, thank you very much, boys. Yeah, looking forward.
5: Good day. All right, what's on the cards today? What's on the cards today? I know you've got a special someone at home, so you're not single, so that's taken away. You're not Joe. Uh, so what's on the cards today, bud? Oh, a bit of a quiet one. Yeah, just... Just another day, really. Probably go see the
8: see a few of the boys after work. You know, lads. just hang out. yeah, why, go see the why lads.
5: Is, why is Joe giggling? Why's Joe giggling? Because you've obviously told him something in the in the ads that yeah, that's going on today, and he's laughing. So what? What are you telling? You're telling Fibzy, oh, you
8: telling Fibsy? Oh, I'm actually a uh, single character now, is he? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. uh huh? Yeah. So so just yeah. See see the boys today. Uh, <laughs> Been Izzy, good talk.
3: Izzy, you know the old adage. You know um, the old um, I, Izzy. You know the old cricket adage: one brings, one brings on to
5: Instagram. One brings two About again? a week, ago, a lovely photo. Was, it's fresh. Okay. Yeah,
8: but no, it's Ooh. all right. Happy, it's a good day. It's a happy birthday, <laughs> Liverpool. are plane, my
5: Liverpool. are plane.
8: Right, oh. that's the most important okay. thing. My okay. Liverpool are gonna okay. go through.
10: A,
5: that, uh, <laughs> oh, wow, um, Maybe you boys need to tag along with Emma and go. she can be your your little wingman. Eh? <laughs>
0: I'll be your guys'
5: cupid. Wing lady. Hey,
3: Yeah, um,
0: there you go. Yeah, yeah.
3: the old saying, one brings two here, boys, and um, that might have happened. But it doesn't matter. The point is, you're out of your teens, kids, you're 20, you've got a great job, great people around you, you and Joe are flying in the kitchen. And after this, I tell you who's flying, the football ferns. We've got a World Cup, the Cricket World Cup here in New Zealand this year. But the Football World Cup, the Women's Football World Cup is in New Zealand next year. Abby Ursug and the whole team, they're locking in the She Believes tournament. We're going to catch up with Abby up after this. Baz and Izzy for Breakfast, 21 minutes from 8. Back in a sec.
0: Shop in store or online at Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day.
2: You're listening to Baz and Izzy for Breakfast on ECNZ.
3: Yes, yeah, C&Z, we're coming up to a quarter of an hour away from 8 o'clock. Uh, Brett says, happy birthday to Kazi, Kez go <laughs> And uh, happy birthday, Kez. Go on a bender with the boys. Go for a couple of quiet drinks with the boys, I think Ian means there. Um, yeah, it'd be good to good to take Kez for a drink. Kez and Joe, they're pretty much birthdays at the same time. Going through similar things in
5: life. Just a couple of... What's cup- in the air? Like, what's in the air in the kitchen is... <laughs> Something going on. Gas <laughs> you? Did Joe get in your ear that he kissed? Joe no, in your I ear? don't think it was okay. anything like that.
3: Just, I don't know, but mm. sometimes you know what it's like is he one brings two, eh? Like, just weirdly. Mm. You know?
5: Can always get what you want. Mm. There you go again. Sing. Yes, so okay. Move hey, forward. Uh, have a look back.
3: We're, we're trying to get in touch with Abby Ursig. She's out over in the States. It's just having a couple of issues with the phones. Um... Is, I was just thinking, though, uh, mm. in, in that spell there, I was just thinking, so Cricket World Cup for the women this year here. The Rugby World Cup's later mm. this year as well, the Women's Rugby World Cup. Yep. And then next year, the yep. Women's Football World Cup, uh, which we're sharing with Australia. It's quite a seminal time for mm. women's sport in New Zealand, isn't
5: it? Huge, mate, huge. And it's great that these these women are getting their exposure, and particularly with the um the white furs, like, man, I've been so proud of them watching them in the last couple of weeks just getting better and better, and, and speaking to, um when we spoke to Craig Cummings, he was talking about, look, like let's be honest, the superstars of that side are going to have to step up every single time, and it's been great. First, ODI, Susie Bates, second ODI, Amelia Kerr. So all the superstars are actually stepping up, and that's what you need, one of them to really kick off and get the ball rolling. Um And then you've got the football ferns. I think they've been trajecting in the right um right path for the last couple of weeks, uh, months. They played South Korea at the end of last year. They had a win in the first match, and then they lost the are se- ah, they they dr- lost the first match and then won the second match. So they're heading in that right direction. Um, the, the thing for them, and I know your sister's been a part of that team, and it was great to have a chat to her, uh, to in the middle of last year. But the hardest thing for them is all their players are everywhere, yeah, they're all around the entire globe. So it's so hard to build that chemistry, build an environment. So I'd love to chat to Abby about that when. When they bring in all these players from England, from the United States, from New Zealand, they come together in such a small space of time. What are the things they're doing behind the scenes to actually build that chemistry, build that environment? Because let's be honest, it's such a short period of time to try and work on that. So hopefully we can get Abby on, mate. But you're right, women's sport, it is flying at the moment. And they are just getting better and better, and particularly in New Zealand. And we st- we've still got to remember that, Louis, we've got Super Rugby Old Picky coming up yes. soon as well with the women's. Women's sides is and that's a big, big stake in the ground for the women's rugby in New Zealand heading towards that World Cup.
3: Absolutely, Izzy. it? It's a, It feels like a real groundswell of support around the women's sport in in New Zealand. And um, you know, people like Abby that have been doing it on the on the world stage for a long time. I'm sure they're just so stoked to see the the benefit of that coming through. Um, it's been quite a quite a cool thing the to woman,
5: watch. Are the women flying the flag more than the men, Louis? Are the women flying the flag more than but the hey. men? You got the women's sevens. You know, you've got the women's cricket team going great, Hans. you've got the women's golfers. <laughs> Lisa Carrington. You've got Zoe Sadowski yeah. in
3: it. You've got the absolute crew um, out there, and they're doing an excellent job. I think yeah. we're going to try and get through to Abby. What we might do is we might shoot off and come back to her on the other side of this, although she's not far away. So maybe we'll just keep going because, she, I, look, as you say, my sister was involved with the camp. It's really hard. Tell you what, she's not in this exact mm. camp, but she's got Gabby Rennie, yeah. one of her good friends, She's now plays it. She transferred to be with Talia at Arizona State University and she's gone off and mm. I know she just loves loves being around uh, the women, the ladies in this camp and, and kind of learning osmosis, you know what it was like. Remember when you were a pup and you went into that all blacks camp being around those senior <laughs> senior guys? I'm sure it was just quite incredible for for a young athlete. And we've got Abby on the line, so we'll go straight to her. She's been good enough to take our call out of the States, preparing for the She Believes tournament. How you doing, Abby? How you going, Abby?
6: Hi, how you going?
3: Yeah, good. Thanks so much for bearing with us there. Good to have you on the program. How's it been being <laughs> in camp with this whole, this whole squad?
6: Yeah, it's good. Um, I haven't obviously been able to get with them for the past couple of tours, um, you know, with COVID and trying to get home and all that kind of happening. Um, so it's been really nice to reconnect after uh, the Olympics and, and meet all the new girls that are in camp.
5: So, um, Abby, great to have you on the show. It's Izzy here. Uh, lovely to talk to you. I was just talking off air uh, before you joined us about the complex situation the squad's in. Like You've got girls all around the world, all around the globe, and you come in together in such a short amount of time. You're trying to build a culture, build an environment, a winning environment to, to obviously win these games in the next couple of weeks. How have you been going about that? What's been happening in the last couple of weeks to make sure you're ready to come um, tomorrow against Iceland?
6: Yeah, it's been tough. Obviously, with COVID, um, it puts a strain on things. But fortunately for New Zealand, we're kind of used to mm. um, having people kind of come in short notice, play games and yeah. and try and get the best results out of it that we can. So we're not inexperienced in that aspect of it. Um, it has been yeah. really difficult getting people out of New Zealand. Um, but fortunately, again, we have so many people now <laughs> playing overseas in professional environments that, We've, we've been a little bit lucky in the aspect where we can just kind of pull people from those environments and we haven't had to pull too many people from New Zealand. Um, but it's always yeah. tough. It's always difficult. You know, you're obviously working through a pandemic and all the restrictions and mm. um, all those kind of things. So it's going to be tough and it does take its toll. But I think overall, the girls have been really, really, you know, the girls and the staff have been great about it. It's, it's, it's tough conditions, but there's no complaining and we're just getting on with it.
5: Yeah, you spoke about it. It's tough around the world, around the globe, but New Zealand, oh, we're just stuck in the stuck in the old ages over here. We'll be there shortly, <laughs> and hopefully get a bit of freedom coming out of the out of the top of the out sort of the leadership group soon. But anyway, that's enough of politics on our show. We're sport. Let's talk about your squad, the strength of your squad. How how is the squad shaping up, and and what are your strengths, and what should we look for tomorrow when you play Iceland?
6: Yeah, um, obviously this is this is the first time meeting a lot of the girls. Um, there's a lot of new faces. So mm. we're still, like you said, we are still trying to build that culture and build that um, relationship between each other. Um, fortunately, the back four is, is pretty much a... A really experienced back four so we haven't had to change too much there um and you know as yeah. always the attacking piece is the part that we've always been trying to work on but um from what i've seen so far the the talent and the the girls coming through is awesome um i think it's probably one of the tel- most talented bunches we've had especially for the the age that they're at we've got quite a, a big split in terms of the ages so i think we're coming together well i think we're gonna be really really competitive Uh, in this tournament especially against Iceland and Czech Republic Um, and USH is going to be a really big test for us Um, how resilient can we be against one of the top teams in the world.
3: That's a great point around the talent um, maybe and that's exactly what I was curious to know like you haven't necessarily been around all these um, young girls coming through but you've played at the top level in the professional leagues for a long time now do you think the talent you're seeing coming out of New Zealand is reflective of the progression of the women's game in general?
6: Yeah, I think um, obviously being overseas for so long, you, sometimes you get a little bit out of touch with what's happening in New Zealand. And, you know, like I said, you come into camp sometimes and you don't know who people are. But I think um, from a development perspective, seeing these girls um, come in and, and be able to just jump straight in, there's no huge gaps between a lot of players like we used to see in the past. There used to be quite, quite big gaps mm. um, in terms of technique and knowledge, um, but we're not seeing those gaps as big at the moment. So I think, you know, whatever whatever's going on in New Zealand at the moment, they're doing a, they're doing a, a pretty good job. And I think getting people overseas and getting them into those professional environments earlier and for longer periods of time really, really helps with that. You know, I think it's invaluable to be able to get players in environments that are going to challenge them and, and teach
3: them. Hey, very quickly, just to finish up, how how special is it having um, a World Cup back down here to kind of set your sights on? Is that real, really a motivating factor for a lot of you?
6: Yeah, um, and I think, Uh, you know, a lot of us are kind of getting towards the end of our career. I think it's a really big reward for a lot of the girls that have put in just so much effort and so much time and sacrificed so many things. Um, I think to be able to have a World Cup at home is just so unique. It only happens for very few players. So, you know, the fact that we can be one of those players is, is huge for us and it'll be something that we talk about for the rest of our lives.
5: It will. It will. Trust me. I was very, very lucky enough to play a World Cup in my home country and there is nothing, there is nothing that beats <laughs> it. When you're driving down the road and you see those flags flying high, there's people outside the hotel, you'll absolutely mm-hmm. love it. Good luck, Abby Ersig of the Football fans, We're so proud of you and we hope you go well in the next couple of weeks and we'll see you down under when you come home.
6: Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. See you, Abby. There you
5: go. Absolute champion, Abby Usy, She is the defender for the football fans. Great to chat to them. They are taking on Iceland tomorrow and then the USA. That'll be a big stake in the ground on Monday to see really where they are at, facing the champions, USA. Anyway, that is enough. We're talking a bit more football coming back shortly. We'll be back after a wee break. Yes, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. We're a couple of minutes away from Emma in the news and then we're away from the big one. The big one. Brendan and Joe Lindsay of Cambridge Stud. We're going to talk about Probabil. Probabil, the great mare. four Group 1s in Australia, Caracas millions, two year old, three year old races in New Zealand, and 13 wins overall. She's amassed $4 million, $4.3 million, but she's more than that. She has just made so, so many people happy. The excitement that it brings when a horse wins. Even if you've got a dollar on it, you've got a hundred dollars on it, whatever. It just, there's nothing better than watching a great horse win. And I can't wait to talk to Brendan and Joe Lindsay. They are fantastic supporters of New Zealand Racing. And, well, they they they, they will be probably emotional. Um, They'll probably be happy. Um, And I'm looking forward to really, really celebrating with them. So we're going to talk to them after the 8 o'clock news. And then we're going to talk some Super Rugby as well, because you've got to remember, Super Rugby starts this weekend. This weekend, Highlanders, Chiefs, Crusaders, Hurricanes. And then Sunday, the Brumbies v. the Force. But anyway, there's going to be lots, lots happening this weekend. The races in Alice Lee, it's all happening. But coming up after this, we're going to talk to Brendan and Joe Lindsay. Stay tuned. Cambridge Stud, the great Probable. we will be back shortly. Here's Emma with the news for Kibota Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand.
0: Shop in-store or online at Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day.
2: This is Baz and Izzy for Breakfast on SCNZ.
5: Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for Breakfast on SCNZ. It's Thursday the 17th of February, and it's just after 8 o'clock here on Baz and Izzy for Breakfast. Here we are. Here we are. We're in the final furlong. We're in the final hour of our show before Louie... Shoots off on his wee holiday. Well-deserved break for Louie. He's gone everywhere. I might see him in Queenstown over the weekend. Anyway, we're going to have a good hour ahead of us. We have spoke to Simon Doole earlier on in the 7 o'clock hour. We spoke to Doole about his predictions for the Black Caps as they face off against South Africa. Traditionally tough, tough rivals. We haven't beaten South Africa in a series ever. And, uh, well, as I said it, we have spoken to them. Le- ah, we haven't beaten them in a very long time. I think last time was at Eden Park. Um, so it's going to be a tough ask for this black cap side. Back-to-back tests at Hagley Oval, and uh, their, their backs against it. They are missing Williamson. They are missing Ross Taylor, Trent Bolt. But hey, one door closes, another one opens, and one is going to take their opportunity, or maybe even two. I have big expectations on Devin Conway. I'm a Devin Conway fan. In such a small period of time, he is just blowing up on the world stage and taking his opportunity. And also, I'm a CD boy, so... Will Young. Will Young will be great as well. So looking forward to watching the Black Caps they take on South Africa starting today. And our own Baz McCullum will be calling it for Spark Sport. We also spoke to Abi Erseg for, uh, for the football fans, I must say. They are facing off in the, uh, against Iceland tomorrow in the She Believes Cup. So looking forward to watching them over the next couple of days. And then shortly, we're going to talk to about the Crusaders and Super Rugby. And who is their biggest threat? Can anyone... Knock off the Crusaders. They had a tough pre-season, but preseason counts for nothing. Chiefs, they're looking pretty sharp. They won their both of their preseason games. They're the only undefeated side in the preseason heading this weekend. They are facing off against a tough Highlander side, and that is Joshuani's. Joshuani's return to face his old side, the Highlanders. So looking forward to watching that. Super Rugby is around the corner. Lots and lots of sport is happening. But right now, this is the time. This is the time. We dedicate this next half an hour to the great horse. Have a listen to this. Happy
2: Further back to Probabil
5: is winding up late. The Roughy Zeylon still in front of the surround. Funstar and
2: Probabil down the outside. Probabil and Funstar. Probabil sealed the deal right on the post. Crosshaven joined and headed now by Behemoth and Probabil. She strikes the mare. Probabil of the 200. Here's Arcadia Queen a length and a quarter away. Probabil a length. Arcadia Queen. Probabil going well. Probabil wins it. A half Arcadia Queen. Mr. Quickie third from Behemoth. So, Bond.
10: Funstar and Probabil, they take the front of the 250 from Riadini. It's Probabil, Funstar, Riadini. Yulong Prince coming into the clear from looks like Elvis. Probabil takes the lead from her old sparring partner, Funstar. And Probabil will beat Funstar. Ooh.
2: In the straight at the 300. Homesman just in front. Zaki has to find because Probabil's driven through a non conformist. Zaki's really going to have to find at the 150. Probabil's wayward. Non conformist, the threat then. Zaki. Probabil and non conformist. Probabil just in front. Non conformist. Drives. Photo. Photo finish. Probabil ranged up on the outside. She's taken the lead. Probabil, she drew clear for Mayatia Land. And behind them
8: next there was the Beauty Diva. It's still there, your deal, but shut the gate. Probabil, brilliant.
2: Wide draws did not matter. Probabil Conqueror. I think followed by has to be good in Harlech. It's Probabil in front. She's holding Conqueror for late in third spot. Then by uh, has to be good, but she's done it. She's done the Karaka Million double. Probabil.
3: She heads into the pantheon of our greatest ever horses, Izzy. One of the absolute finest on the track. Offer an absolute darling, a professional, uh, loved and adored by so many of us punters. But no one, no one loved her more than uh, her owners, who I'm sure are so grateful for all of her service. Right to the end, wanted to look after it. Brendan and Joe Lindsay, a Cambridge stud. They're with us on the line this morning. So good to catch up with you guys. It must have been a pretty emotional day yesterday. And um, I know how much you adored Probabil. So good morning and thanks so much for giving us some time. How are you guys feeling? Oh, good morning, Louis.
7: We'll just listen to those raids and I felt... My heart was a flutter. (laughs) Um, I'm quite (laughs) emotional. Uh, No, um... Uh, what an amazing ride we've had it's just been you know a fabulous four years with her i mean she, she's really the cornerstone of our, of cambridge Stud, really for us oh. wow
5: well, I, I can I, i'm the same <laughs> joe it's Izzy is here and i was listening to that and and yesterday when the news broke that she is retiring it just all came flooding back to me in such a short period of time i must admit i've, I've been a short um admirer of Probabil. I joined the show and I've really enjoyed the racing industry and watching great horses like Probabil and I could feel it in your voice. I was getting emotional listening to you talk. Um, <laughs> yeah. So tell us about this ride and, and this, this journey that Probabil has been able to take you on. You must be just blowing away, blowing away. And that feeling when Probabil crosses the line first, what's that like?
10: Oh, uh, good morning. And Louie, oh, look, um, I think yesterday was just uh, it was just a shock, you know, you sort of, yeah. um, after after last week and, um, you know, you, you you turn up and she, she was, you know, she was a hundred to one turning for home last last Saturday and got up by a nose mm. and, you know, then it's just this, it's just such a shock. You just, we didn't expect it to be happening. We mm-hmm. obviously were planning, yeah. uh, you know, a proper bill party on the 26th and Joe and I were planning over to go yeah. for the Allstown Mile and. We're getting our little dog organized with a babysitter and and just in Jamie Richard's <laughs> rug and said, I'm, I'm having a, i just want to um we're having one of those phone calls I don't want to make and I'm going, oh my God, you know I hope it's not probable but of course it was oh, but
7: yeah.
10: but you know the the, the, the it's funny because uh, not funny but um you know we were talking this morning about uh, boys get paid and obviously with winning her first million millions a two year old really it was boys get paid were in the infancy. Um, and uh, then we turn up and win the three-year-old. She did, and the guys were chanting. And I remember Tom Maggier <laughs> from Cornwall Stud after the race because they had Conquer in the race, and he came up and he said, I've been to races all over the world, and he said, I've never seen or heard or felt an atmosphere like this <laughs> ever before on a race course. And that's the sort of thrill. You know, yes, it's about winning, but that's the sort of thrill a horse like that brings you is... Um, you know, not yeah. just being owners, but being part of the whole thing, and uh, you know, it's crystallised our stud, our, our staff, uh, obviously our family, and, um, yeah. and it was just a shock, and, that, and that's the biggest yeah. thing I think. I think.
3: Mm. Yeah, mm. It, you know, it, Brendan, you're so you're so right, and like I think for a culmination of reasons, but probably will come along at a time where BGP and Luke and Benny and myself were just really starting to ramp up the kind of that, that new phase of a punter and being able to smack her with $50,000 on, on the second <laughs> Karaka, Karaka Millie and, um, and, and just the, the kind of... You know, the banner she held for the new age racing fan and going to Australia and succeeding and being able to cheer on in the Epsom. And actually, the day that Tiaka El-Shark won, I think that's her best win. Um, And, and just kind of being oh. being able to usher that new wave of racing fan. Like, So she's done so much. But I think from an industry point of view, she's actually done more than what she actually achieved on the race course, if that makes sense. It does. It certainly
7: does. I mean, we were there. We were, that was the last actually, the last race. We were at the track to see her. Her was her, at the surround, and um, it was an that was an amazing day for her because she came from she came from the behind. There was never, ever any thought that she was actually going to win that race, and I think everyone agreed with that. So, and it's just her might and determination and absolute just grip that she gets there, and that showed up again on on um, the last week um, as well where. You know 1200 meters she's only just getting started at 1200 meters and she 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 came through and and won that race so it's um it just shows you the type of bridge that horse has and so we didn't want to when we found out then that you know she had the injury there was no way we were going to damage her in any in any way so that was the reason that we had to retire her
10: and i think that a special mention needs to be made is you know Jamie, you know we haven't been to the races since uh around Stakes Day, but neither is jamie Richards mm. he trained to you know she won three group ones in Australia uh, and she's beaten the best company in the best races mm. and he's trained to buy remote control and zoom mm. you know I mean you know they say good horses train <laughs> themselves, but gosh it's hard. that's hard to believe, but I mean, how can you train a horse to win three group ones and you know by remote and watching your videos and all that sort of stuff and Gosh, I mean, it's uh, it's an amazing achievement, and of course, Jamie's bowing out of the New Zealand racing industry to go to Hong Kong, and naturally, we all wish him all the best. And um, you know, he's out up in the high as well. <clears throat> yeah. What's the What's no, the plan?
7: Probably,
5: what's the plan probably, when, when when the Queen gets home? Sorry, sorry, Brendan, you go. Well,
7: well, yeah. well she'll, um, she? Um, she she's going to stay in Australia. I think they've got a few. Um, she'll just be under the vet there for for, for probably a week or so. Um, just to make yep. sure that she is healthy enough to travel so she'll just come home to Karaka mm-hmm. and um, she'll you know she'll have time to to let down and have a few months to, to, to um, you know to recover before she um, has a date with a stallion yeah. so um, <laughs> which is a good thing really it's a good thing from the bad thing because normally they come straight off the track and and are expected to do to do well as a broodmare the first season so we've yep. got a bit of time up our sleeve this one. Mm. So we're,
10: we're grateful for that part of it. We, we, have, a, we have a minor little problem because when probably all, uh, when Carmelas won the 1,000 guineas and probably all came back from Australia, we had our paddocks next door to each other and they've become really good mates. In actual fact, yeah. uh, last time probably came home and we took her out of the paddock Carmelas uh, ran up and down like, where is she, where is she, where is she? <laughs> so, so we decided to, to make sure that they travelled together and um, obviously they have and we've done everything. that's the one of the reasons why Carmelas went back to Australia was, was so probable we had a mate oh. next to her and, and vice versa. They were saying that... Um,
7: the that, guys in Australia were saying that they couldn't believe how these these two horses are so close.
10: And, they, and she squeals. When <laughs> Carmelas goes out on track work and she has to stand in the she's half an hour she's okay and then she starts squealing and you know you wow. out for them. You know? wow. So all those <laughs> sorts of things so you know it's um I don't know it's you know uh, I think that with um, everything that's sort of going on in the world and one thing another the thing mm. that the horses thing that horses do they give you you know they get you out of bed in the morning they give you something to look forward to uh, there's challenges mm. ahead of you and yes you can't do anything about it and yes you have an injury and things like that but I think it's just really important to um, celebrate celebrate um, the achievements that she's had, and uh, and Joe and oh, I yeah. now. You know, we can't wait till the first of September till
3: breeding season <laughs> oh, oh Brendan we none of us can um, look and you, you're so right people are celebrating her on the text line just now while you're on the phone uh, love probably so much it's just one of the first horses I started following a couple of years ago and I just love her so much so there's so many people with that sentiment coming through which is really great I know everyone would have been asking you I mean who are you going to put her to who are you going to put her to but I guess you get a bit of time now to weigh <laughs> up all your options and try work that one out.
7: Yes, well, we have actually, and so um, it, that that's a tough one. And I know that we're going to get a lot of phone calls, um, <laughs> but we'll we'll weigh up that. And we'll, when Henry gets home, who's yeah. <laughs> still stuck in Australia, when we'll we'll sit down and make that decision. Yeah,
3: fair, yeah, fair, I, fair and enough.
10: And look, I, I think it's what we wanted, What we want to do with uh, she's taken us on such a journey. We just we just want to make sure that um, she's looked after she's um, mm. you know and we don't we don't really want to put the horse under any more pressure than she needs to be and uh, whether that's tra- traveling into Australia is a you know is a real worry for Joe and I we just feel that you know she's done what she needed to do and you know yeah. if she be- if she becomes a broodmare of, of note uh, that's just an extra bonus but you know it's, the thing is with her she's actually got a really nice temperament we've got a magnificent photo at the farm that the staff took and of her and our little dog Louie, um, uh, you know, sort of smelling each other. <laughs> oh, Louie. You know, Louis. every, every time. Her. Yeah, so little <laughs> Lou runs over there and she gives him a sniff and she's actually got a beautiful nature. And I'll tell you an interesting story. When she came back from this, when she won the surround and I, they had her in the paddock at Karaka and I, I felt sort of a little bit, um, I'm not a horsey person and lead them around and I felt a little bit uncomfortable. Um, I'm standing at the gate and I thought, you know what, I'm actually going to go into the paddock with her because it's actually our horse. So I sat in the middle of the paddock and she just sniffed around and she sort of walked around and ate and munched and came over and I just sat there for about an hour. You know, that's, you know, uh, when you're not a horse person, you do sort of worry that they're going to either jump on you or stand on you or push you or some other blimmin' things. It's got an amazing nature and yet uh, you put her on a racetrack and. something comes out of her that, that uh, we've all seen.
7: Yeah. I mean, she has an amazing following. I, I, it's, it's unbelievable the thousands of people that, um, you know, especially on Facebook and, and um, social media like that. We saw that fabulous photo of you guys this morning as well. Her yeah. Karaka yeah. on Facebook. I don't know who mm. put that up, but it's really cool.
3: Yeah that's right I actually remember When we came out And we met her And um, I actually got a photo Of you guys holding her And I think, you, I think you're think right Brendan. you said oh, I, don't, I don't know if I've ever Actually held her before And you almost had this nervous Look <laughs> look, look on your face But she's <laughs> such a darling And she knew exactly Who you guys were Look I'd just like to say thanks Because you sh- you shared the journey So well with so many people And Joe, that's why She's got the following mm-hmm. You guys were always open To share her with The racing public And um, she did such a good job yeah. For you and, and for all of us So thanks so much For joining us Izzy and myself This morning to remember Remember all that she did on the racetrack And she'll have a home for life And hopefully turns out to be a nice brew But if not, as you say, Brendan She's done all and more than she could have ever been asked to do So congratulations and thanks so much For joining us this morning
7: Oh, uh, thanks,
10: Louis thanks, thanks, thanks. And, and Izzy, now you've got an interest in racing Can, We look forward to seeing at the sales You might <laughs> buy one of your own <laughs> I'll, I've
5: actually got 10% in one over in Australia, so I was just—I hope it
10: if it gets half of probable
5: mate, I'll be up and about. If it's worry. a toenail <laughs> of
3: probable, um, you'll be through, mate. <laughs> yeah,
5: yeah, half half is a bit much. Maybe a toenail, yeah, a hoof.
4: <laughs> oh, good keep up the good work.
5: Brilliant, thanks, Brilliant. Brendan. Thank, thank you, Joe. No.
3: We'll see you both at Karaka. No. Absolutely, there you go, legends. Is You can just hear how proud they are,
5: can't you? Oh, mate, it, like, and that text came through, and it's right. Like, it's just more than a horse. You actually grow a connection, and, and look, I'm getting that with Tilly. She's absolutely loving horses at the moment. I'm probably going to have a horse out in the back of, and, and paddock dag at the, uh, soon enough. And, and it's more than that. You grow a connection, and you, and you heard on in their voice. Like, yes, obviously, everyone wants her to be a broodmare, wants her to breed some um fantastic foals, and their phone lines will be running hot. But at the end of the day, she's done so much for them. I wouldn't be surprised if she just goes and just sits up in the paddock and just chews away with karma Lass and just has a good old time for the rest of her life, mate. I can actually yeah. see that happening. And I could hear it in Brendan's voice that they're not going to pressure her into becoming a broomier. So that's do you, awesome. Do you know what the
3: amazing thing is? Is he, they, they were saying she's done more for us than she ever could have after she won the Epson. She went on to win two more Group 1s mm. and beat Zaki. Like This is just such a great Kiwi success story. And, and I've got a funny feeling that she will definitely stay in New Zealand to breed and you could kind of pick up reading the tea mm. leaves of what Brendan was saying and I'm almost certain that it would be one of their uh, stallions from the Northern Hemisphere, Al Manzo, or Hello Yume a lot of water to go under the bridge but look they've got the stallion stock there to put her to and just an incredible racehorse, very very lucky to have Brendan Joe on and if you've got a memory of probability send it through double eight double three or 0800 150 A11, the Kennards higher phone line. After this we're going to change tack a little bit, talk some super rugby, I've got the question for Izzy, Crusaders or the Field. Stay with us. Here with the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day.
2: Listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SNZ.
3: Yeah, 27 minutes past 8 o'clock. we got Pip Morris from the TAB, Tom Abercrombie to talk some NBL and NBA as well. Uh, but Super Rugby Izzy, it kicks off this weekend and I for mm. one... I am so excited to see my favourite team in the whole entire world that just so happy to have about 12 championships and uh, have won about half the competitions that existed. The Crusaders, the Cruslayers, they're going at it again. Razor Ray, just, what is he after now? The, the 6 Pete? Is, is that what he wants? The, mm. the,
5: the six-peat? Are they going to do it? Yeah. Um, yeah, well, you know, I'm going to back them 100%. I'm going to back them. Um, I, I think it'll be, it'll be probably a two or three-horse race if if there's ever one. Um I think I think the blues will actually be really good. Um I think particularly going off last year's uh tournament when they won the um Trans Tasman Super Rugby Australian when they were involved with Aussie teams when they won that they were heading in the right direction. The only thing that that I have questions about and I'm still gonna beat on this is RTS. <laughs> yes. Honestly, I'm going to go again. I'm going to go again, and I'm going to say RTS, for me, needs to go to the back. Needs to go to wing or needs to go to fullback. Honestly, 12. Quality player, and honestly, they don't have a 12, so they need to find a position for them. They've got and um, They've got Rico. They've got um, Azan Sullivan. They've got quality outside backs. Mark Talia. They've they got quality everywhere, but they need to find a position at the back three because – Him in the 12, I just don't see it happening. I don't want to see him a distributor, a a ball carrier, just a a battering ram. I want to see him at the back when he's got 40, 50 metres in front of him and he can use his step, which will, if he unleashes his agility and his footwork, he will be be the best uh, stepper in the game. 100% I'll put that on the line. He will create opportunities and he will rip teams apart. So get him at the back for me. Crusaders, they are the team to beat. They're going into this competition um, with the records to show. They've always had a strength, uh, a strong side. Um, but yeah, I think the Crusaders will get it done. Their their closest rivals will be the Chiefs or the Blues. Nice, mate.
3: And um, it's a good point around, look, there's not. it's probably not as much of a cakewalk for the Crusaders as it could have been in the last couple of years. It feels like the Blues have been growing to something, and I've been very dismissive about their Super Rugby Trans-Tasman um, Premiership. I, I guess it might have grated me a wee bit that they were down on the viaduct celebrating like they'd won a World Cup, but that, that's all right. It's okay. You've got to celebrate your small wins, and they have been building to something in all seriousness, so I think you're right. This is probably the year. The, the, is, are the Highlanders flying under the radar again.
5: They always do. They always fly under the radar every single year, and that's that's why they that that's what they like. They love that. They love that. No one ever takes them serious. They will upset a few sides. Yeah. They will push the Chiefs right to the brink of the full eighty minutes this weekend. Um, if they can get uh, their set piece right, that is always a question. Like over the years, they haven't had the superstars in the front row in their forward pack. But they love that. They they um they gain they get motivation from that. They get a lot of drive and energy from teams underestimating them. So I totally think the Highlanders can push a lot of teams. But I think it'll be uh, the Blues, uh, the Crusaders, Blues, or the Chiefs that'll that'll be there near the end.
3: Yeah, I love it, mate. Good stuff. It's a couple of ticks here we want to get to, and I've just seen something incredible regarding Tom Brady on uh, ESPN, which I want to get to after this. Uh, Super Rugby tipping is here because Super Rugby starts this weekend. We are all fired up, Izzy and me in particular. So go on and register now at dot Tipping se- radio. Take that on. 15. Your chance to win weekly prizes <laughs> and a massive Samsung 65-inch TV. Do you know, fun fact, 65 inches is actually the same size of the salmon as you caught the other day uh, for the season's <laughs> top tipper. Smith City stoked to support Super Rugby Aotearoa. Hmm. Sign up now. Right now at time for the news with Emma for Kubota together we're shaping and building New Zealand I got some news on Tom Brady and a couple of ticks on the other side NZ, 27 minutes away from nine o'clock. We got Tom Abercrombie coming up, as well as Pip Morris. Um, is he? We don't do drama overly well in New Zealand sport. Although well, the Silver Lake situation has been pretty dramatic, you could you could uh, make an argument for. But how's this for drama? I've just seen pop up on ESPN that Tom Brady is 45 to one, so 45 dollar odds essentially to win mm. the MVP next year. Tom Brady retired. Or did he? What? What? Or did he? Do the bookies (laughs) know something we don't? (laughs) Don't. Don't. He's ready to
5: come out, isn't he? He said,
3: I look forward to speaking to everyone again next year. Wow. (laughs) Wow. So I don't know whether he's talking about like as in like a broadcaster role or you know, but the the um the the clues the breadcrumbs are being dropped and they've slashed his odds into forty one to forty five to one to win MVP, not to even play to come back and win, oh. win the most valuable
5: player. Isn't that just ridiculous? Oh, what put it, it past those. Betting agencies just really getting the wall over someone, Hey, eh? Getting the wall over someone, just oh, there we go, Tom Brady. Mustn't have heard the news; he's retired. <laughs> Look, let's be honest. When he retired, he he could still compete with the best. His stats were phenomenal. He was playing outstanding football. Still got game to beat, and at a you know age, what is he? Forty-five? No, yeah. no, he's forty. He's forty. So he's no, 40 years He's forty five, yeah. Mate, like honestly, he's still got it. So if he does, he'll be an asset to some sort of team. What team that is, I'm unsure. But um quickly I'll just gotta read some Texas. Texas coming through it. from Jim. Izzy. The blues short on locks, losing Paddy to Japan will hurt that front. Uh yes, losing Paddy is a huge, huge loss, but they've also gained in Luke Romano. Luke Romano, who I never, ever thought I'd see wearing blue. Disgusting. He's there with there with the Blues, and he adds a lot to that side. He is physical, runs hard. He is a line-out genius as well. He'll be running their line-out call structures and everything. That's what he did down here in the Crusaders. So look for the Crusaders when they play the Blues. He'll be playing, and he'll be, he'll be watching Sammy Watlock calling the line-outs, and he'll know every single one. There you go, looking forward to that. And then we've got another from Ken. He's up and about. Ken, RTS is 12, not outside back. Get boated and Finlay inside. Rico at 13, he'll be unstoppable. Okay, Ken, I, I, I'll take your opinion. I know where you're going with that. And people will still be leaning towards more towards 12. But for me, and it's only been two games. I can't be too hard on the young fella. It's only been two games. Um, we, we've got to give him a bit more time. But for me... And I'm sure there's many more. I was talking to one of my mates yesterday. We, we believe that just a bit more freedom and a bit more space in front of him, we will see the best for, um, for RTS if he gets an opportunity outside. That is my only reason. Just less time to think, get him the ball in hand. When he doesn't have to pass it, doesn't have to distribute, just run, run hard and straight and break some ankles. That's what I want to see from the RTS.
3: Nice, Izzy. I love it. I love how passionate you are about this. It gets me very, very excited. Hey, um, Greyhound Racing uh, New Zealand, we're actually going to partner with them, Izzy. This is very exciting. And I want to give you the early lead into this. So, next week, next Thursday, we're going to be starting a similar competition to what we ran for Pacing for Purpose, where we're going to be using the Quaddy app and we're going to be raising money for our chosen charity with Greyhound Racing New Zealand. So, we'll be either tipping a Quaddy or or tipping a uh, specific bet for the day, and we're gonna we're still looking after the Child Cancer Foundation because we had um we we spoke to the Child Cancer Foundation, just hearing how grateful they were, even for our six hundred dollars, we just thought we got to stick with them. So from next Thursday, we're going to be doing mm. a very cool promotion with Greyhound Racing NZ GRNZ and uh, we love having them on board to help us raise some money for charity. So that's from next Thursday. Make sure you're uh, paying attention to that if you're especially if you're a greyhound. Fan or a punter, you might want to help us tip a quaddy out. That's coming from next Thursday. Up after this, it's Pip Morris from the TAB. Well, she loves her Greyhound racing. And then we're going to talk to Tom Abercrombie about the NBA and the NBA. I'll stay with us.
5: Baz and Izzy for Breakfast, 22 minutes from nine. Yes, good morning. Listen to Baz and Izzy for Breakfast on SCNZ. We're a quarter. To nine here on Baz and the for breakfast. We're going to catch up with Tom Abercrombie shortly. Talk some basketball courtesy of Court Kings, and then the Smithy, the Duane of sport. I was just going to read this quick, uh, this quick text message before we get to Pip would prefer to see RTS at 13 and Rico back on the wing. Don't think RTS has a kicking game to be at fullback. Yeah, I totally agree, Liam. I totally agree. That was my only question marks. If if he gets caught down in his end zone, can he relieve the pressure and kick them out of it? I know he's been doing work with DC, Dan Carter, the lead greatest kicker of all time probably. Um, so working on his kicking game. But yep, you're right. Maybe doesn't have a kicking game to relieve that pressure. Wing though, Joe Rakathoko, I don't know if he had a kicking game. Maybe wing. Don't have to kick it. Just run it. Anyway, it's time for a TAB live update. Bet live on your favourite sports with the TAB app today. And, well, today we have the one and only Pip Morris because everyone else is on holiday. Good morning, Pip.
1: Good morning, Izzy. Good morning, Louis. And, look, I have to say, Izzy, I, I agree with you around the RTS. So I just think put him on the wing. I he was incredible when they moved Reese Walsh to fullback back there and, and what he can do. So, yeah, I agree with you. Put him out the back.
5: Yes, thank you, Pep. Woohoo! Yeah, you're my favourite now. What do you got for us?
1: I've got plenty, of course, Super Rugby. As back and we've got the Super Rugby bonus back. So you can place a pre match winning team and margin bet on selected super rugby teams and you get the incorrect margin but your team wins will refund your bet up to fifty dollars. Lots the most popular options being the Chiefs to win one to twelve at two seventy five. You've got the Chiefs thirteen or more at two eighty five. And for the Crusaders, everyone is going one to twelve at two sixty, although thirteen plus has been pretty popular as well at two twenty. So
5: Izzy, which way would you be going? Ooh. Oh, Um. yeah, I, I think 13 plus are bringing in so much firepower for this game. But look, honestly, the Hurricanes pushed them in that last um, preseason. So they'll be tough. They, they always love playing against the Crusaders, the Hurricanes. It's a love-hate, more hate, That's my mate TJ Perinara and Corey Jane would say. They hate us. So there you go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it's also, I think you guys will like this, there's a $1,000 multi on the Chiefs, head-to-head to win with the Crusaders to win and the Black Cats all head-to-head to return $3,215. Oh,
5: that's a nice wee punt. On the nose, never on the tail. How good is that? Oh, wow. Thank you for it. Hey, Pip, next week we got our... Um, our greyhounds, um, we're going to have a little multi, trying to raise some money for um, Child Cancer Foundation. So maybe, I know you're a greyhound um, expert, maybe you could steer us into a few each week, eh?
1: I will certainly be trying. It's a great foundation. I've had uh, a little cousin of mine actually affected by the stage 4 brain tumour. So child cancer, I'll oh. definitely be getting behind that and here, trying to find tips for you guys.
5: Awesome. Well, we'll get you involved. Thank you so much, Pip Morris. That is Pip Morris from the TAB, Promotions in Play and Hundreds of Sports Markets to Choose From. Visit tab.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly, r Thank you so much, Pip. Now, now it's time to talk some MBL. And some Breakers Nation, because, well, on Monday they got a dub. They got the dub. It's time to catch up with our man Tom Abercrombie for Court Kings. They design, build, and install basketball heaven. He's captain of the Breakers and a Tall Blacks legend. Currently over in Australia with the Breakers rehabbing a foot injury. And, well, last time we spoke to him, he was up and about. Maybe, he, maybe he is dunking on a few of his teammates in training. We'll get a little update. Morning, Tom. <laughs>
9: Morning, fellas. I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but I'm not quite dunking yet, but I am moving a bit
3: more. Oh, Jaron Jackson Jr. is happy about that, mate. (laughs) You
9: know, they they tell me,
3: Tom, they reckon that he still gets nightmares about it.
9: You know, my favorite thing about that is that, that, that dunk gets resurfaced every now and then by the most random people, you know. Jaron will do something in a game in the NBA, and then someone will just, you know, Send him a little message and be like, "Oh, you remember that Tom? Tom, Tom Duncan idea? <laughs> I'm sure he never ever sees it, but everyone in New Zealand does." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
5: did you say anything to him, mate? Were you looking down him in, in the eyes, or did you give him a little wink? Or did you, yeah, take us back? Oh,
9: well, it's one of those ones like, as a as a you kind of always you always dream of dunking on someone like that, and it never just quite, you always go up. <laughs> I don't know you change your shot or you, you get fouled and it never just quite happens and that one just happened so perfectly the sea started and I couldn't believe that the the dunk actually went down I don't know what I did running back down the other end but my mind was elsewhere and I was just lost in that moment it was just it was awesome man because to do it on a stage <laughs> like that it was um, something really cool and got a nice poster out of it get to tell the kids about how I dunked on Jackson when. When I was a bit younger, <laughs> so... So, um,
4: so
5: cool. Um, yeah, so, yeah. Oh, me, bro. That's awesome. Being able to share it with your kids, mate. I've shown my kids a few YouTube clips, and they're like, turn it off, put on Peppa Pig. <laughs> don't even want to fire dad. <laughs> 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 so there you go. It never gets easier. They don't even care about what dad did. So uh, you just keep embracing it, brother. Anyway, quickly, uh, Monday, Thai pens. You, you beat The breakers beat them by one... One goal in there, one point in the end, mate. You must much pretty happy. How's how's the squad? How are the lads?
9: Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a good win. Like we we got off to a um, heck of a start. We were up, I think, twenty six or something in the first half, and mm. um, they came they came roaring back in the third quarter. We just took our foot, foot off a little bit, and it, I mean, it so often happens in our league. These big leads uh, are very tough to maintain, especially when you're on the road. Um, you know, the crowd got behind them. They came back, but showed some great poise and um was able to you know, get one get one out of the end and you know we needed it It was a big big win for us and um you know it puts us in a good position. We've got another one on Sunday against Melbourne United here in Melbourne. So you know, it's our challenge now just to try and string it together. We've 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 played some good basketball recently but it's it's always been mm. you know a win followed up by a followed up by loss. So, you know, the, the next challenge for us is to Sort of play that way more consistently and try and string some wins together, but um, I'm sure we can do it on Sunday.
3: Yeah, momentum. Just find a bit of that momentum. I'm sure the lads. All, I just feel, would have felt so good to get a win and just know that you can still do it. And I'm sure that momentum is not far away, Tom. Hey, um, you would have been had your eye on the the NBA trade period. We we couldn't believe we were sitting here and the deal was finally done. Woj was trying to tell us it wasn't happening, but Windy got the (laughs) scoop. Harden for Simmons, our guy Sean Marks pulling the trigger. Surely he won the side of the deal for the Nets, didn't
9: he? I think so. I think it's a really good deal for the Nets, actually. Um, I mean, from the sounds of everything that we've been hearing, things were going a little sour with Harden there anyway. And um, you know, to have a young guy like Ben come in, who's, I hope, and think will be pretty hungry to, you know, sort of prove people wrong. And, um, you know, once he's able to get out there, I think he'll make a massive difference for that team. And, you know, they're still going to struggle because they're going to, I mean, a team like that with a guy like Kyrie, who's such a, a big piece who can only play away games at the moment and how that sort of works going into the playoffs and trying to establish some continuity and things like that is going to be really tough for them. But, um, you know, the future for that team with that four uh, is pretty scary. I think the 76ers are happy too, to be honest. Um, you know, Harden and Embiid together is a pretty scary prospect as well. So we'll see how that works out. It wasn't so good for them yesterday, their first game. They got actually pumped by Boston, but <laughs> Harden wasn't yet. <laughs> so we'll see how it works out.
5: Oh, there he is, Tom Evercrombie, talking a bit of NBA and the NBL. The Breakers, can they go back-to-back? we back? will be watching, brother. All the best. And quickly before I let you go, that court, mate, that little court in your backyard, that'll look good in my little backyard as well mate. Little, backyard. Things, <laughs>
0: hey. little backyard little
9: backyard my... <laughs> we get a full court in your place man
5: <laughs> <laughs> mate i saw your little setup you were breaking your kids ankles mate what a sad dad
9: <laughs> i know i know it's one of those ones eh? when you're when you're playing against the young kids that's why i wasn't using my hands so i was moving my yeah. feet but not my hands i was trying to give them a little bit of an advantage but you know, you can't help yourself when they go up for a shot. You've got to swap oh.
5: it. A hundred percent, mate. I'm all about that. Like my little nephew up in Gizzy, he's felt the wrath. I've stood over him going, yeah, boy, and he's on the eight. <laughs> 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 anyway, <laughs> anyway, that's oy, my brothers did it to me, mate. They used to beat me 100-0 all my life, and that's the only way you are going to oh, learn, man. mate. you are got to learn tough.
9: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah.
5: There he is, Tom Abercrombie. Thank you so much for your time, brother. All the best for, for your recovery, and hopefully we get to see you out there very shortly.
9: Good stuff. Cheers, guys.
5: There you go. There's Tom Abercrombie. Take your love of the game to the next level at home, like Tom's house, school or community courts, courtkings.co.nz. That is Tom Tom Abercrombie. We'll be back shortly with Smithy, the Doyen, with our temper sleep on it.